Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how's it gonna be, kid? I'm a star. Bra, bra, bra! Coming down for ya. Damn it. Mandy, you're getting off the 73. I'm not a doing normal pet. I'm the piano. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to yet another 42 Level 1. I am one of your hosts, Alistair Kennedy. This is episode 23777, and here with me tonight is the Belle of the Ball, the princess of all games. Mr. Andy Orker here, as always. And we we have no Ross. He hasn't been on the messenger since half eight, so we have no idea. We hope he's okay, and we hope it's just a Ross out moment. Um, so yes, yes, we are, we're here, we're live. I was just finishing off TV, which is so. Let's just start with that big screen, wee screen. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the TV and all the movies we have watched throughout the week. So, Mister Andy, what have you been watching? Uh, I finished watching Arrow season four, five, season five. God. The longest Batman ripoff in the world. <laughs> yeah, season five, um, I actually quite enjoyed it towards the end, and like there was a, there's a real big like cliffhanger ending, which was really cool. And they brought back like a couple of like really interesting characters that I didn't expect them to bring back. I don't know, I don't know if you'll have seen, but I'll not spoil it here. Um, but but yeah, like fa- fan favorite character, I would say, uh, came back and and mad shit, mad shit happened, um, and yeah, real real cliffhanger ending to, to the is, season. Is, is Ollie actually hanging off a cliff? Is that what it is? No, no, no. He's he's on a boat, but I'll not tell you where anyone else is. On a, on a boat. On a boat. See, like, if I was going to do a program where everyone talks about cliffhanger ending, I would literally have somebody out of my cast hanging off a cliff at the edge of each season. <laughs> so that they could say the season ended on another cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> nice. but, but yeah, re- really enjoyed it. Um, and and they they finally I think they finally finished with the flashbacks because they came, they got up to date with season one and the flashbacks. Yeah. So I was like, oh my god! Like season six, hopefully there's no flashbacks, which would be amazing. I, I mean, the, and the flashbacks like this season they kind of tied it all up and made it all make sense for the most part. Um, like why all why all the things happened and why he ended up back on the island and all that. So, um, yeah, I was quite pleased with it. Um, definitely not my favourite season, but I'm, I'm I'm happy with how things have shaken out, and hopefully uh, next season it will be a very interesting, a, a bit of a fresh start for them with no flashbacks. Should be amazing. <laughs> well, uh, and I was yeah, I, I like the Flash. Yeah, I mean, flash, well, Flash is Flash is fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I also watched uh, the first couple episodes of Supergirl season one. I like Supergirl. We're nearly finished season one because obviously we got to midway of Arrow 
uh, I think it's your season where Supergirl comes into it or yep. Flash. So, and I'm and Tasha went. Oh, I thought we were going to watch that, and I went, yeah. Let's go back and watch it all because we haven't seen any of it. And the first few episodes, I think, are not the best. But then by the end of the season, like Brainiac just came into it, and I'm like, mm. this is fucking awesome. So, yeah, I mean, I'm quite enjoying it so far. It's kind of that whole like, like girl drama and all this, and I'm like, yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> totally, yeah. totally my type of show. Like Ashley's like, I'm not watching this with you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you could tell her it gets better because, like, Tasha was Tasha even admitted it was kind of girly at the first few and, like, very much Alamit Beale, Pretty Little Liar style almost yep. with the music choices, the lot, and handsome Jimmy Olsen and stuff. But, like, it, <laughs> it, 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 whoa, holy Christmas Green Goblin just got defeated on my desk by Spider Man. Um, well, it, it does even itself out the show, and ah, he's killed Miles and Peter. You won. <laughs> um, so it does. Ah, no, he's dead. Uh, it, it does even out, but sorry, listeners, it does really even out and become a much more superhero. Fuck it, superhero show than um, the beginning. But stick with it. As always. Yeah, I will, I will do. Um, I, I also started watching uh, Always Sunny season twelve. Okay, how's that? It's fucking hilarious. Like so funny. It's I, I would say it's probably better than season 11 already and I've only watched like the first couple of episodes I think I've watched three or four uh, I watched an episode tonight where uh, oh, not tonight t- yesterday sorry where uh, Frank was like on TV defending Boko Haram <laughs> okay like I don't know if you know who Boko Haram is but like they're like an African terrorist agency <laughs> Oh, okay. they're like who like they 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 I mean they're fucking bad guys like basically they they kidnap like uh, I think it's mostly in Nigeria they they kidnap like young women and stuff like that and like rape them and kill them and stuff uh, oh. and Frank's like on live TV like defending them <laughs> so funny <laughs> yeah okay yeah obviously, he's been obviously Frank, there's context always... to it as to yeah. why he's doing it but still uh, like everyone watching is like what the fuck <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, uh, such a good show, such a good show, so funny. Um, there was another like musical episode as well. <coughs> that uh, it was all of them were in a sort of weird thing where they all turned into black people. <laughs> it reminds me of it's so it offensive. Sunny, like, it's unreal. Always sunny, but he wanted a black friend or a black girlfriend. Um, I, I think it was like in the first episode. It was like yeah, yeah, got a that. black boyfriend, yeah, and they, and then they were like, they they were like really quite racist to them. <laughs> yeah, but, but they it, were trying to be friendly about it. Yeah, they were trying to be friendly about it, but they were just awful. They're just awful people. But it's yeah. so fucking funny, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, def- definitely, if you like, if you like the other seasons, like you'll love this. It's brilliant. I was kind of like a bit, uh, I was a bit apprehensive about like about it because I didn't. Like I don't know how they could they could top it and make it even funnier, but they have done so. Fair play to them. Got up to date up to last week's episode, so I've still I've got one to watch for the. the season so you've now. seen that natural poison him then? Yeah, yeah, and he like sort of has like a sort of like heart attack type thing. Yeah. Okay. I can only assume that that goes further in the last episode, and then he's he ends up. I don't with want his, to... In his chair. I, it, I don't know if this is going to lead to him being in his chair, but yeah, obviously, like it, mm. it, it continues in this episode. 
but yeah, but I mean, so like the last the last couple of episodes, they were pretty good. I wouldn't say they were they were possibly not quite as good as the uh, the, the preceding few. But no. I, I liked I liked when he started to kind of become a little bit more Saul esque with like, old women. Yeah, with the old women, where he's like doing a kind of like dodgy thing to like uh, to help out. Yeah, to well, he's not not even to help out those other people. It's more to help out himself. He works funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's got he's kind of like bending the rules of the law a little bit. So I, I, I yeah. like I like that. He's not breaking any laws because he's not a lawyer just now. No. He's just influencing people's decisions. Mm-hmm. He yeah, is no, right in really a way. Good. It is helping him because, like, it's the reason the lawyers did tell them to wait was so they could get more money realistically. Like what he was saying wasn't wrong, but he just wants the money sooner. And like it was, it was interesting because I mean the, the people would get a wee bit more money, but I mean like they they I think he said they were in line for like a million dollars each basically, and yep. they're uh, and their payout like if if uh, if they hold out for a bit more like the the payout is going to be like maybe a million and like a hundred thousand, but that might take yeah, but years. some of them might be dead by then as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean these are old people. Like it might take them years to actually get this money. And fair enough, like they might just get the money and like leave it to their family so they might be okay with that but uh if, because it's all like that one woman's like responsibility because she's the like class representative and she's just like just agreeing with anything the law firm says like oh the law firm says that i'll just go with it like well yeah. you should fucking like look into these things mate yeah like, because they like, could enjoy like, some money just now and, yeah exactly like, going, like going holidays for the last few days i mean if it was me i would go with what jimmy said but the way he went about it he turned them all against the old lady and i felt really bad for her yeah it was a bit of a shame for that wee old lady but so be it <laughs> i mean at the end of the day she's getting a fucking million dollars like don't feel that bad for her <laughs> yeah that kind of changes as well like in this episode i won't okay. say too much but you know he's still okay. got a good heart hmm. but yeah um, but yeah really good show uh, i think that is all i've watched Okay, so yeah, I watched obviously Better Call Saul just before the show. It wasn't the strongest finale. It didn't really go out in a boom. There was something at the end, but see, when the character isn't in Breaking Bad, you're not really surprised if they're not going to be there for certain reasons. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, okay. That's the only problem with a prequel like this is you know who's either going to leave town and never come back or die. You know, it's kind of like, well, you were never in Breaking Bad, so anything can happen to you. Um,. But, like, it's interesting, it's more interesting this show just to see the development of Saul. And, like, he was underused in better, uh, Breaking Bad and he was one of the best characters. So yeah. I'm glad glad he's got this. I just don't, I hope they've got a plan for it and it's not being dragged out. Although I don't think Netflix necessarily do that. Whereas, like, TV shows like Lost obviously get forced to be on the AR six seasons after they wanted to finish. Well, um, the thing is, this, this is on ABC in America, so it's just the same. Yeah, so I don't. I hope they don't force out more than it's like needed. I just want them to tell the story. You know, I think we've maybe got five seasons of this, like going by the end of this one. Yeah, probably. Timeline wise, yeah, five maybe seasons. And like, I was very surprised. Like, this is a slight spoiler, but they lied. We get told Aaron Paul was going to guest star this season, and he's Mm. not. He didn't. Mm. Which I was surprised by. I was like. I really wanted him. I felt that Jimmy's story was very slow this season. Like, there was too much faffing about with the, mm. the TV stuff, like, and filming, getting rid of his advertising money. Like, I just... I, I want things to move quicker than it is. You know, I just yeah, really do. I, I mean, I mean, like, the way it is set up in Breaking Bad, like, he's been, like, Saul for, like, a couple of years. 
like at that least. time like Walt comes into contact with him. So I think that I'd really like to see like some of like his lawyering stuff after he becomes Saul. I yes, like he's got his better call Saul law firm and that up and running. I'd, I'd like to see that and see how that all Which, shakes out. Which he could do as, uh, as like a crossover, well, not a crossover, but like in terms of the timeline, because even he didn't come into what season yeah, two, three, in season Man? two. Season yeah. two, he comes into it because they end up holding him. They they wear masks and hold him in the desert, and he right, says yeah. it wasn't. And that's when you hear about natural for the first time because he says it wasn't me; it was natural. So I think that he's talking about putting Don Hector in a wheelchair. I think that's what it is. Like, um, okay, yeah. I think he thinks people are after him for that because he ends up maybe helping natural. Because remember, he's got to still come in contact with. Remember, his main thing was having the guy called the cleaner that helped him get away at the end, and also helped Jesse get away. Yeah, we had the guy that could like give you a new life, basically witness protection for people that are are. No witness protection for people that are witnesses. This is witness protection for the criminals, more or less. So <laughs> he he uses them at the end, and basically you have to say bye to your whole life. So he's got to end up meeting that guy as a contact. Um, we kind of saw Mike working for Saul because by Breaking Bad, Mike works for Saul full time. Not Saul, uh, Gus hey, Fring. And we've seen them kind of making a partnership this season. But I mean, we've got to see him getting his two henchmen. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. I just. I, I, what what were the names? The big fat guy and the ginger guy. Uh, oh no, we've seen him with the big fat guy. Big fat guy. Seen him. Oh yes, yeah, so he has. But the ginger guy hasn't. But like, yeah, yeah, we need to see. We need to see more of that. We need to see next season a complete break away from McGill and all that. You know, like we need to see. I don't really care about the lawyers and that blonde guy that's really annoying, you know, and his brother and stuff. I just want him to get the money and start. I want to see him setting up his law firm and doing his first few cases for criminals next season. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that as well. I think that'd be good. Yeah. yeah, and then obviously season five, we can start tying it in with. But they've also hinted at that perhaps Better Call Saul goes uh, covers after Breaking Bad as well in a season so like they could always get him up to the point where he has Saul and then turn around with season 5 and then go okay now this is going to catch up with the flash forwards we've been seeing at the start of the season mm. that yeah. would be interesting yeah because I mean, we have seen a few bits that are way beyond like, yes. uh, where, where we've seen even in Breaking Bad with, with specifically with Saul so it be interesting to see and like, how, they, how they deal with that it's almost as if like he's he's worried about somebody watching him, and I don't know if it's just the police, but something tells me that it wouldn't just be the police that he was worried about. So I don't know whether, because then that would be the whole t- twist of whether um, which we call it Walt actually died because like even as the actors and the directors all said, you didn't see a body bag zip up, so never say never, you know. So mm. he he's he's survived worse. Do you know what I mean? Like he was mm. basically beat cancer, and then the cancer came back. So what if he survives the bullets and like he gets away from a technicality or something? And you know, or something happens in the way to court, and or Saul has got he's got what if Walt had plans in place to like that was a, a outside of just him and Jesse in the setup. What if he had guys that were coming in, they shoot, shoot up the police, and Walt gets away via the cleaner, you know? Yeah, could do, could easily happen because I mean, uh, what's the guy that plays him called? Uh, Brian um, Cranston. Brian Cranston has said that he wants he's he's he when he's asked are you going to be better call Saul he says he's not been asked but he know he says that all they have to do is phone him and he will be so they could quite easily do a whole season in the future of like Saul on the run from Walt because I think yeah. they want to tie I think they want to tie the whole thing up neatly going by the strong writing that these guys have had since Breaking Bad they will want to show us a, an ending to Saul's story and like at least give us a hint of what Jesse and Walt have been up to you know if Walt survived obviously. I personally think he did. Hmm. 
But anyway, uh, so I've been watching Breaking Bad all over again, and I watched season one, completed it. Fuck me, man. See, like, um, one of the best episodes of TV, and I forgot about it, season one, episode six, right? You got a flash forward the at the start. Of- the fly. No. No, no, that was that. That was like season four, and it was the worst episode. Um, if you missed that episode, you've, you it won't like ruin any of the story. You've missed nothing. But um, Walt, uh, it's at the start where Walt is bald, walking away from a building that's blowing up, mm. and uh, then it goes back to him going for chemo with hair, and he tells Jesse he wants to cook, but no more violence and no more guns or anything. And it's like, how the fuck does he get from this point? in 40 minutes like of tv obviously mm. not of real life time but how does it go in 40 minutes of tv from getting chemo and finally agreeing with his family and telling jesse he wants to cook but he doesn't want any violence to what happened at the start of the episode that's the one remember where the meat took out and jesse gets beat up mm. yeah. and uh, walt blows up the building and see just the amount of storytelling in that one episode and it's not rushed at all to go from the start of a that from a pacifist school teacher who's agreed to go to chemotherapy to fucking psycho that's just blew up a drug lord's den you know walking away with a bag of fucking crystal meth and telling the guy that he'll be taking 20,000 it's like holy shit man great episode I'd say it's probably my favourite TV show of all time Breaking Bad Hmm. you know so far like even though I came off Black Sails on a high like Black Sails is number two like Breaking Bad just that one episode in season one how strong it was six episodes in and you get that holy fuck man so yeah then i started season two and the opener with the bear in the pool and the flash forwards i admit obviously the first time you see that you're like what the fuck is going on at the start of all these episodes and it leads up to the plane crash so i absolutely mm. love that oh that's good uh, i absolutely love that i finished american god season one really 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 liked it there's only eight episodes uh season two is obviously in the works already and a spin-off so uh can't wait to see what happens in season two they've done some bits different from the book and they've added some cool bits to extend obviously the life of it and there was some flashbacks especially the one of the leprechaun in the past was absolutely brilliant um highly recommended show to anybody um and i also watched the movie split last night um with james mcavoy okay how's that um james mcavoy should have won an oscar for it i know he's getting a lot of like backlash because the way he's portraying obviously people with split personalities but it's do you know the sort of twist in it yeah that it's linked, what it's linked to. Yeah, it's linked to Unbreakable. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so he's going to be the villain in the, the Unbreakable 2, James McAvoy, and mm. just the, the whole story is fucking incredible, but it's almost like a Cloverfield style, style tie-in that was done mm. at the end, of, yeah. obviously, um, where like it goes to the cafe reporting of the events of what happened in the film, and two girls are saying, don't you remember some psycho tried this 10 years ago? And then all you hear is um, Bruce Willis saying his name was Mr. Glass, and it fades to black. So that's awesome, but I think it was added in at the end because he realised I can work this into an Unbreakable sequel, which I'm fine with because it totally works in that world. And then I looked up and Unbreakable came out 17 years ago, Andy. Fucking hell. Yes. Because <laughs> I said to Tasha, it was, it was only a few years ago, and I looked up the trailer and it said Un- Unbreakable 2000. I'm like, Jeez. wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, I remember, I, I'm sure I went to cinema or at least... I seen that really early on. It was a good film, but I'll need to watch it again um, now that they're doing a sequel, which obviously will be a couple of years off. But yeah, I would highly recommend Split. James McAvoy was absolutely incredible in it, man, playing all these different characters. And obviously there's there's the whole thing of, like, is it Split personalities or is it actually 23 different people, you know, in one body? So yeah. um, 
I won't ruin that, but it's, it's cool the way it, it unfolds, and obviously it's kind of gruesome because he's kidnapped these three girls, and yeah, really good. It's as good as the trailers make it look, so i uh, recommend that. James McAvoy's fucking, him and Fassbender are probably my two favourite actors just now mm, okay. for the for the past few years anyway. But yes, that's that's all, I, all I've really seen. I do plan on seeing Transformers on Thursday if I can, depending on when I finish work, because it's out on Thursday here, so didn't get to see that yet because I was kind of hoping it was out before tonight's show but no sadly not and that's about it so we'll move on to level up and this is the part of the show where we talk about all the games that we have played this week and the gaming news so Andy what's been going on in the gaming news this week so Call of Duty World War 2 is not coming to Switch mm, that's not needed we've got split into we don't need a shooter this year do you know if I was buying Call of Duty Though I would probably rather play it on Switch. I think it would be, to be honest to see what the online was like on it. Yeah, to be honest, like, well, I played Call of Duty online in the Wii U and it, it was fine. It was just fucking Call of Duty, but I don't think Call of Duty is suited on the Switch. That's not me saying that it won't be there next year because every publisher and their brothers jumping on the Switch's popularity that Nintendo can't make enough to sell them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the thing with Call of Duty is they're hedging, or Activision anyways, they're hedging, hedging their bets on it because of like, what happened with uh, the, the Wii U. No, the, the Vita. Uh, because right. when they put out like the Call of Duty game on, on the Vita, like it was, well, it was shit and it sold badly. But like it yeah. sold badly because it was shit. If you'd like made a good game, it would have sold well. Yeah. But then again, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 came out and it was the same game for the Wii U, so. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they, could, they could easily port it over at some point. But plus. But they're not. Plus. So. As you know, Call of Duty's got three-year development cycles, so it will probably be two years before we get Call of Duty unless it's easy to port for them the ne- next year's one because that's why they've got the three teams. Each team gets three years to bring one out. Hmm. I'm not bothered, like, Splatoon 2. Um, that's my shooter, and then Metroid 4. I doubt we'll really need a third-party shooter on the Switch, but as you said, it would be fun. Like, to be honest... Well, maybe not, because most of my friends are getting it for the PlayStation, but I would probably be interested in Battlefront and the Switch just for the portability. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely not coming to that, but it could be to do with like the engines and stuff like that. Maybe the engines are too extreme for the Switch. I don't know. Who knows? Um, okay, the the company Eight Bit Do who make or Eight Bit Do. I don't know how you say it, but uh, they basically make uh, uh, peripherals for various consoles. Um, they've announced that they're making a arcade stick, which is going to be compatible with Switch. As well as like Windows and Android and Steam and whatnot. Yeah, I won't. I won't be getting it. Like, um, it'll probably be about over a hundred pounds, and like my pro controller's fine. Like, I won't be doing any proper fighting game competitively on the Switch anyway. You know. No, so. I mean, it does look cool though. Like, if you're after yeah. like a, a fight stick for the Switch, and like it's kind of like done in a, like a NES sort of style. It's kind of good for the because obviously Nintendo's going down the esports route this time, and their their games are Pokémon, Arms, and Splatoon Two, which makes sense. And I can see how all of them can be in the competitive space. So yeah, it's good good for them. And and obviously like that uh, with that arcade stick, you've also got like Street Fighter Two is out. Oh, of course you. Yeah. And you've got so, the uh, uh, Samurai Showdown and King of Fighters. Yeah, so it's good for those sort of things. Um, they also announced that they're bringing out like this uh, wireless, uh, like SNES-looking controller as well, which looks quite cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a wee bit cheaper than the than the Pro controller, but obviously not as not as full-featured. 
Yeah, I'm fine. See, the only reason I went to a third party last time, Hori, who are doing the, the portable dock that we talked about, um, was because obviously they designed the control sticks properly and Nintendo did not the last time, but Nintendo learned their lesson and mm-hmm. the, the controller's the controls perfect, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we need to talk a little bit about uh, cross-platform play, specifically with regards to Sony and what's what said about it. So we know that um, Microsoft is more than happy to do cross-platform play across all formats, like they're fine and with Nintendo. that, including including like the Switch. So um, we did see at E3 last week that um, Minecraft on the the Switch and uh, Minecraft on the uh, Xbox One, PC, etc., is going to be cross-play with Minecraft on the uh, on the Switch, which is quite cool. The one slight caveat to that is that you do require an Xbox Live account to be able to sign into it. That's a bit annoying, but it's free to set up, so all the yeah. complaints are, are not warranted. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> so you don't need you don't need gold to do it on the Switch or anything like that. Though you just obviously you have once Nintendo's online play thing comes in, you're gonna have to like, like sign but, up ba- to that to be able to do it. Basically, if basically if you've got a Hotmail or a live email anyway, you've got one. Yeah, yeah. So you, you do need to have that to be able to. But yeah, if, I mean, say if you didn't have one, for example, you'd have to sign in. To one to be able to play across the switch and whatnot, um, it's free. It's free. If it was yeah. charging you, then that would be different. But no, which I, I think is the actual real reason that Sony doesn't want to allow the crossplay to happen because you need this Xbox Live account to be able to do it. Um, now, this is not what Sony have said. However, Sony came out and said that they don't, they they won't allow the crossplay because they uh, essentially don't trust the competitors to regulate their online. Like space for specifically for children. Nintendo, <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm like, well, fucking Nintendo's Nintendo are, allowing this. Like, sh- N- Nintendo are stricter than any one of them with their fucking yeah. uh, regions, all their settings, and we're having to get a different app because of their safety's that high, Sony. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand. Like, you don't allow like cross game chat in the game. That's yeah. fine, acceptable. But like to not to not allow the uh, cross-playing of the games because of this reason is just bullshit. Like Sony doesn't want Sony doesn't want this to be like cross-play specifically with Minecraft. I don't know what the deals with Rocket League, but specifically with Ni- Minecraft because you require that Xbox Live account to uh, but to sign in. It's like it's like when EA or Ubisoft have a game. Like to get some of the extras, you have to sign into them. Microsoft own minecraft so that's how that makes sense to me you know like have you got an ea account you need to log in to get the online features for mass effect you know what i mean yeah no it's it's totally i get that but like i can understand like sony's point of view if they came out and said this like oh well we we don't agree with the use of uh, with you having to require to have this xbox live account to be able to do the cross play like we would happily like if they come out and said this like we would happily allow it if uh, this was not a requirement of the system because this is like a competitor service effectively because I mean the second yeah. you sign up for this uh, the Xbox Live account say you don't have one already you're just a PlayStation guy the second you sign up for that you're going you're in the Xbox ecosystem and they start they'll start sending you emails being like oh Xbox this Xbox that and Sony doesn't want their people to be swayed to the dark side which okay. from a okay. from a business point of view I get that but they haven't said this officially <laughs> Do you know what I mean I if they come out and say that then you're like okay that makes sense business comes first fair play but they haven't said this they just said that oh uh, we we don't agree with uh the child <laughs> with, with the children that's safety, bullshit because like, if that was exactly. a concern nintendo would have been the first to say absolutely no way exactly and, and i mean microsoft like come out after after sony said this and said well 
like this, this is like a bad precedent for the industry because like Sony saying this is like them calling us out for uh, for being uh, like not protecting like kids online and stuff like that when actually we have like X, Y and Z safeguards in place to, to do that. So it's yeah. kind of, which I mean, Microsoft's like network is fine. You do get like people like talking shit on. Uh, you get it in PlayStation as well. Yeah, I mean, you get it in PlayStation as well on like Call of Duty and stuff like that, and Grand Theft Auto. Not so much like in Minecraft and stuff like that, because I mean, you have to invite people to to play with you. Your world, so yeah. generally, you're only going to be inviting people to play with you that are already on your friends list and whatnot. And and if somebody like say if I'm playing on the the Xbox and I and I see you're playing on the Switch, I'll be like, oh, come and join my world, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not gonna. But, you can't, yeah, I don't think you can even invite strangers to play with you. So. The worst thing that I read about, um, we'll go to the Rocket League part, is mm. that Sony could have turned out and said, "Oh, it's just not possible. It's too difficult technically." The Rocket League developers have called them out in that as well, saying, "For us, we just need to click one setting, and then it's available worldwide to all platforms." That's how complicated it is. Like they said, that there's no, uh, there's no, no hidden or fancy things about it. There's no technicalities. We flip one switch on the server, and then PlayStation's connected. That's how simple it would be. So Sony really don't have a leg to stand on they would have if nintendo had said no uh, we've looked because nintendo as you know scrutinize everything mm. not just their games the lot so that kids can play them do you know what i mean so the fact that nintendo have went yeah we're fine with this should speak volumes to what sony's attitude's about 100 percent, yeah and and i would and i would say that like sony uh, and nintendo as well should say yep the cross is fine there's just no voice chat available through it because it's on a, like a different ecosystem and that's, yeah, that's total, totally acceptable because like with voice chat on playstation you use the, like, the built-in playstation stuff and with nintendo you would use the nintendo app that's the solution and on xbox yeah. you use the xbox's built-in thing so these things like don't communicate to each other so there's no voice chat but you can still play together and obviously if you want to use skype or whatever to communicate outside of that then that is up to you yeah, that would be fine. That's that's the best option all round. Like yeah. it's about time. It's 2017. Sony, the console wars are dead. Like you well, basically got well, they are, not really. <laughs> they are. They they are. They're, they're nowhere near the state they were in the nineties. Whereas you only had one or the other strictly. You could not cross allegiance. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody thinks that way so much anymore. I mean. At work constantly every week, there's groups of guys that are like, oh, we're getting rid of our PS4 to get Xbox. Oh, we're getting rid of our Xbox to get PS4. Like, do you know what I mean? It just depends on what what exclusive comes out that the pals have got, you know. So it's not really a case of, oh, it's Sony, it's Sega or Nintendo like it used to be, which was the console wars of the 90s. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really to that scale anymore. Do you know what I mean? They don't have mascots. They don't have fucking that big exclusives that are constant on either platform when you compare it to, like, Nintendo. You know, like, okay, you get an Uncharted every now and then what the fuck else i mean yes spider-man in like what two three years maybe if we're lucky by the way that they're going i mean i can't wait for next year's spider-man trailer (laughs) well i hope so (laughs) next year's spider-man with with the with the release date coming next year (laughs) coming 2019 and then uh, e3 2019 coming end of the year and but like (laughs) honestly like you, you understand what i mean like it's not as big a thing as it used to be it's not flat out fuck xbox fuck sony yes there are corners of the internet where dweebs still do it but most people these days would accept it you know like if if Sega turned around and said if the internet was a thing like in the early 90s that where you could connect to Nintendo there would be an uproar there'd be fucking people going nuts there'd be buildings getting set maybe not that far but you know what I mean like people would go insane they'd be like no chance I'm not playing with Nintendo guys that's how it'd be but no nowadays people just see it as Rocket League what console do you play it on you know it's it's not yeah. a case of 
yeah so anyway let's move off, off this yeah, stupid I mean, conversation to be fair, I, don't, I don't even think like a lot of people will actually use this specifically like for Rocket League most people that will be playing Rocket League will just be playing with whoever they're playing with online they probably don't yeah, care say, who they're playing you, against you say that but I would completely play this on my Switch against you and the Playstation if they would have allowed it well, I mean, like, I'm going to buy the Rocket League on the Switch as well, so I'm, I'd rather have it on my Switch to play. But, but I mean, I, I understand why Nintendo's going in for it because they don't have as many like units out there as as like the as the Xbox, and it might like convince people to play together, and then like their pals will say to them, "Oh, by the way, this is like so good on the Switch, you get on the Switch." Blah blah blah. Maybe. We need to wait and see. I yeah. mean, the switch is. I think the switch is on track and above their sales predictions anyway. So oh, I don't think that once they manage to get the units out there, then mm-hmm. I think that it will sell absolutely fine for the rest of the year. It would have sold more if they'd made more. But Nintendo always underestimate how well they're going to do. I mean, I think I think they were a lot about conservative about this one. Um, I think it's sold three million already. Uh, maybe a bit more, but yeah, about that ballpark figure, yeah. yeah. Which, which is pretty decent for, like, what, three months? A month worth of, well, a month worth of sale, and then it sold out. So, yeah, basically a month and a half sales. <laughs> but, I mean, when it comes back in by Christmas, they'll, be, they'll have done, like, five, six million by the end of the year, easy. easy. Ten, fif- ten, fifteen easily by the end of next year. Oh, yeah, by the end of next year, definitely. Because there'll, there'll be some kind of, like, slight price dips and stuff like that. So, and and there'll be more bundles. And there'll be more games come out, and more Joy-Cons, colours and all that sort of shit, so... Yeah. Metroid as well will sell a shit ton yeah, Metroid, of consoles. I, I can't see that coming out next year, though. Because, I mean, no. all they showed was, like, a logo. They logo. <laughs> you know? One you logo. Know. This is all we have so far. Which says to me that this is all we have so far, and we made it, like, a week ago. We decided we were going to announce this, so we made up this rendered logo last week. You know, you, know, okay. you never know. You never know. It is Nintendo, you know. I'd say it's in pre-production. Like, I don't think it sounds to full production yet. You're probably right, but yeah, I'm st- I think we'll see a trailer for it next year. Yeah, yeah, I mean, by, by the time next year rolls around, for sure, trailer, yeah. Next news story, please, Andrew. Um, so Final Fantasy XV uh, is getting <laughs> another another DLC episode coming out. This is the Prompto episode. It's coming out 27th of June, so next Tuesday. The guy that wasn't a robot, and then because the story amended it was a robot, because in the prequel cartoon, he was a normal boy. <laughs> The uh, the interesting thing with this one is that the VR mission that they also he was a young he was a young fat robot. The so. play the player's prompto <laughs> one. <laughs> you know, remember they announced this player's prompto and you could use it in VR and like use his guns and all that. Yeah, at launch still hasn't come out. I don't care about VR. And it's been I'm out kind of for like it. it's been out for like nearly a year, and they announced it E3 last year, and it still hasn't come out. Once all the DLC... But then again, Square won't release something if they don't think it's good enough. Look at Final Fantasy VII. They basically took it back to the drawing board for release in 2025. But, I mean, <laughs> 15, I'll go back. See, once all the DLCs out, like we've got Ignis and a lot of them, and it's like the season pass is done, I'll go back and play them, so it's almost like another complete game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I do need to jump back into this game and like try and... F- You're still not finished? <laughs> I haven't so gone back to it, to be honest. Like. Yeah. See, honestly, in like what four or five months, it's a year old, Andy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I again, you still back to it, like this year, I haven't gone back to it. Yeah, I mean, Zelda's like taking over uh, with for like RPG stuff. I, I don't, I can't really jump into another one. Honestly, like I'm going to talk about Zelda more later, but man, that game. Honestly, <laughs> and this is me, this is me talking like eight hours in, man. 
Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Metroid Samus Returns, the special edition in Europe, is better than the USA eh? one? Why is this which is Which is weird, because America's only basically getting the soundtrack with their, um, the game, the special edition, and Europe usually gets shafted that way. In Europe, we're getting, uh, what is it, the soundtrack? Fuck, I can't remember off by heart. Check. Is it not in front of you? Yeah, I mean, I've got a link here, but I, th- I thought you would you would know off the top I'd, of head. No, I did last week. But... Okay, interestingly, you're getting a copy of the game as well as a download code yeah. for the game. Or, or Which no, means... No, no, wait, it's a, it's a it's a download code for Metroid 2 Return of Samus, which is the original Metroid 2 yeah. on the, the, the Game cool. Boy one. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. Um, I, and you're also I, getting the Steelbook and the, the CD. Plus, oh, a badge. Yeah, I'm getting that oh, from and a lanyard key at work. Yep, lanyard and keys at work. And a forty-page oh, art book. Fucking hell. Yeah, compared to like uh, America's just getting a soundtrack, so I'm happy yeah. for this one because I'm getting my 2DS at the end of the next in a month, like end of next month, and obviously I'm getting Xenoblade for it because I want to finish that before the end of the year. But Metroid, wow! And the fact that Microsoft have now come out and said well into 2019 they have plans for the DS, I'm like, okay, so they're definitely looking at the Switch as more of a home console. To be honest, it's because I did not expect them to do this, but then again, it's good because they've done it before and the Game Boy Advance people were pissed off. Remember, the DS will not replace mm. it. Ten months later, the Game Boy stopped production. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to it. I also, I'll, I'll throw in here, it's not news, but I cancelled an Amazon pre-order for a Nintendo store pre-order, Andy. Um, okay. Mario Odyssey comes with Cappy. Which I will wear for the launch day of this game because <laughs> I never wear it again. That. I'll never wear it again, but I love that hat. And I mean, it's it's fifty quid. Like that's Mario Odyssey is going to what cost me forty five Amazon by the time prices drop. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine paying a fiver for the hat because I love that fucking hat when they showed up at E three wearing it. I was like, I want a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it fits your head. I shouldn't tell that region. That's the only like qualm that I would have. Like, is the hat going to be like one size fits all? Or are they going to ask you like, oh, what size is your head? Or is it adjustable? Yeah. It's probably not adjustable. If it's not, if it's just a hat, then I'll just have it in my room somewhere because I do like the hat. I think it's cool. That is height. Cool. <laughs> uh, Lego Worlds is coming out uh, this year on Switch in fall slash autumn. Cool. It's taking a wee. That's a wee while for it to come out though, because like it's been out on Xbox One, PS, PS4, PC for about a year now. Well, I mean, I don't think it came out on PS, PC, uh, sorry, PS4 and Xbox One that long ago, maybe a couple of months ago, maybe March, I think it was. But um, but yeah, PC, I think it's been out for quite a while. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Lockjaw's playable in Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, because of course he is. Uh, Xbox One's getting um, avatar updates, so you can have uh, avatars with uh, wheelchairs and prosthetic limbs and pregnant ones and stuff. Uh, level 5 is trying to make a Professor Layton game work on the Switch. Trying. Try harder, you fuckers. I know. Just get it out. I like, love come Professor on. Uh, but basically what they've what they've said is the issue that they're having with it is that when you're not like in handheld mode, there's a lot of like there's a lot of like touchscreen puzzles they usually use. When they do the mobile games and the DS games, you, they use, utilize the touchscreen quite a lot. So they're trying to find a solution for that on the uh, if you're using it in docked mode. Which, I mean, just use I, a fucking cursor. 
No, no. Well, a cursor is an option, yeah, and you could trace it. There's been plenty of games like that in the Wii, yeah. um, but where you could cut them out. And I'll talk about the sensitivity of the Joy-Cons and the accuracy of them later. But, I mean, mm. the Joy-Cons can more than handle better puzzles in the Wii. However, there is another solution. Um, if they bring out an attachment for the Joy-Cons uh, that's a touchpad. Oh, they could do that. Um, and you could, like, yeah, like you mentioned, you could use the Joy-Con as a pointer as well. Because yeah. they're more, more than accurate enough to be able to do that. And there is a couple of like games on 1-2-Switch that do use that yeah. as well. So there's no no reason why you couldn't do that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I would say like use use one of those options. That's sure. And and I would love to play a Professor Layton game on the on the Switch. And, or and, uh, and Ace Attorney. Objection. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and and I would I would one hundred percent play it in handheld mode. Like I wouldn't be Remember? playing one of these games. Stop. Remember the movie Ace Attorney. <laughs> oh my god! What the fuck was that movie? All week, you know, but... <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Yep. Uh, Destiny Two on the Xbox One runs at thirty frames per second on the Xbox One X, which is going to be the same as on PS4 Pro and everything else. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, like Microsoft. I mean. They they've kind of come out and said a few things about like the FPS and whatnot, and basically what they've they've said about it is that they're they're targeting 4K uh, and prioritizing that over uh, frame count. So some things will run at 30 frames per second, like locked locked at 30 frames per second, which is is good because it means you get a stable and steady frame rate. You're not going to have any big drops or anything like that. Um, rather than having games run at a slightly lesser resolution with higher frame rates, uh, and I mean it's kind it's kind of like <laughs> Which one do you prefer? Do you want to see the games in like better quality, or do you want to see with a better refresh rate? And I think it depends on what game you're playing as to whether or not you're actually going to notice for one and care about it for two. I wouldn't be able to hear it over the yippies and Mario Odyssey anyways. <laughs> uh, Destiny 2 I have absolutely no interest in, especially after seeing the trailers. Like Those are just like, I do not give any fucks about this. Oh. And after after they came out also and said, yeah, we didn't really know what it was about either. Like, so that's them admitting we didn't have a story, so we just ripped off Halo and threw in space guns because we like making <laughs> games with space guns, and we didn't think about a story, and then people complained. So yeah, we're trying to cobble together a story, guys. But they admitted in the news this week that they did not even know what the darkness was, where they came from, or their origins, their own fucking creation. They didn't give them a backstory. It was just like evil villain five. <laughs> Um, Rockstar's like made a statement about uh, shutting down the uh, GTA open modding tool thing. I think we talked about this last week, but they made a statement about it, and uh, essentially, essentially what they've said is that they've shut it down because it was like, it was basically allowing people to cheat and like pay money to cheat and stuff like that. In it. Yeah, I get that, but like whatever. It's bit, yeah. that's what. That's what it's done. That's what mods have done for ages. So, yeah, I think it's more because like there is like online currency in the game that you can buy and things like that. So, they they want to steer people like way away from from this sort of stuff. So, just fair enough. PC gamers are outraged. See the ones that generally just use it for the modding stuff like that. They're mm. livid about it. They're saying that it's the only reason they bought the PC. It's the only reason they bought GTA in that platform. Well, tough because. <laughs> That's the yeah, I mean it's an unlicensed mod. Do you know what I mean? So, oh, the other the other thing is like that take that they could be planning to do something with it themselves, like make their yeah, own like sort of mods, mods. Yeah, in the game, which, which, either, which might be free or not free. Who knows? It's not going to surprise me. Yeah, and I mean they, they can look and see if there's a if there's a possible revenue stream that they're not getting there, then they can fucking do it. 
Like, you know what I mean? It's their game. Like, somebody's like, still, somebody's hacked still blo- essentially, so. Still blows my way how popular that game is, even though there's literally nothing to do in online. <laughs> well, I mean, with mods, yeah. <laughs> there's fucking no, but like, no, but like on the consoles, how many people in my friends list still actively play that, like almost nightly. Hmm. For a game that came out, what, five, six years ago, technically, if, you, if you're counting the PS3 version. Hmm. Maybe not five uh, years ago. Yeah. Okay, so um, Reggie Filzami has Fizami has uh, spoken out about Reggie, uh, the Reggie, L- Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. <laughs> My body is ready. Uh, he's spoken out about the early announcement of uh, Metroid Prime Four because generally Nintendo doesn't like to announce like a new game until they've got something to actually to show. show, like a bit of, a bit of gameplay, like they did with Yoshi and Kirby, and then, and and like with Mario and whatnot. So they they don't really like to announce games like that. But they said that they sometimes they will uh, will share it early, just depending on uh, what game it is. And I, I think it was one hundred percent the right decision to, was, to to show this. Oh, definitely because it's confirming to people that they're they're back in the switch because the Wii U and the Wii did have Metroid on it, but like the Wii U never did anything, and like they were like, "Is Metroid dead?" And this is showing them, "No, we plan to stick by this console." And look, sorry guys, we fucked up. Here you go. Here's Metroid coming. Yeah, and I don't I don't mind them not showing off anything. Like I, I think. They they never said that like Metroid Prime Four was in development before, so like this announcement it was like a big, a big Surprise. a big deal for them, especially because like I think last year at E3 they announced that like the Metroid Prime Fe- or Metroid Federation Force, whatever it was called, that stupid 3DS football game. Yeah. That when when everybody like saw like announced like oh Metroid game coming like in 3D 3DS fine you know, but. Uh, when they when they announced it and it wasn't like an actual proper Metroid game, everybody like went fucking bananas about it. And supposedly the game was shit as well, so uh, so people were not happy. And th- this was more for them to like uh, bring those people back into the fold and go, look, guys, we are making Metroid. Like, don't worry about it; it's fucking happening. Like, you can shut up about it now. Because if they hadn't, if they hadn't <laughs> announced it at all, like Metroid Prime Four, people would have been like, people would have been mad about it. Yeah, they would have been. They would have been like, no Metroid yet again. It's dead. Yep. Metroid is dead. That's all you yep. would have heard. Yep, exactly. So N- Nintendo, whilst, uh, whilst it was a hype announcement that we didn't expect, they also kind of had to do it <laughs> to appease the fan base. So Yeah. And it, no, does, I mean, like, like... it does give your core gamers like another reason to buy to buy the Switch. Because that is like a, a sort of, not, not quite a hardcore game, but like it's more of like a gamer's game than like anybody could jump in and play like Mario and Mario Kart and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. And the, the improvements they're going to make in this one, because Metroid Prime was phenomenal anyway, the trilogy, and uh, this is going to be an improvement on it. So this will have a big following. Yep. But do you know uh, what? I've hmm. just decided, like, see if I get the chance to invite three game designers to the pub. I would invite Cliffy B. Well, he's not a game designer. Games people. I would invite Reggie, Cliff, Cliffy B, and Hideo Kojima. I would love to get those three for a pint. That's going to be like a real shit conversation because Hideo Kojima doesn't really speak English. You need to have a translator for him. I would have Hideo Kojima, a translator, Reggie. Reggie can translate. Yeah, Reggie can translate. There you go. Well, uh, yeah, I suppose he probably does speak a bit of Japanese. He would have to be his job. Yeah, yeah, you would assume so. I want to hear him speak Japanese. I love Reggie, man. <laughs> Let's see if Reggie speaks Japanese. Reggie. Would you not like to go to the pub with Reggie? Just. I want to have a beer with you, cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so enthusiastic about everything Nintendo. He's like, 
the perfect employee. Although I'll say something, all the Nintendo people in the Nintendo Treehouse and like everything seem genuine, nice and friendly without it being forced like Sony and Microsoft. Like, yeah, be excited for our games, guys. These guys seem like no matter what game it was, do you know what I mean? Like all of them seem passionate and happy about their games. Hmm. Even the Ubisoft guy, was there not an Ubisoft guy crying because of the announcement of Mario? Or being able to work in a Mario uh, game or Oh yeah, being able to work. Oh my god, there, there is a there is a video of Reggie speaking Japanese. I'll post it in the chat. Okay. <laughs> I had to find that out. Based. Um, and what did you say there? Sorry, I got distracted by like, Reggie. I was saying like all the folk in Nintendo's like seem generally nice, friendly, and like enthusiastic about their uh, projects. Do you know what I mean? Rather than rather than some of the guys that Sony and Microsoft forced to come out and act happy, you know these guys seem genuinely into the games, generally happy about it. Even the sort of like the presenters that they change for every game, you know, like the two yeah. that were sitting on the couch, like they all seem like nice, genuine, friendly people that weren't forced. Do you know what I mean? And mm. it just speaks volumes for the people that Nintendo hire and their company image as a whole you know they just generally don't hire anyone that's going to none of them looked exhausted none of them looked tired I mean they just looked happy and glad to be there for Nintendo and I love that I love their whole image um, and like the Ubisoft guy that was crying uh, because of the Mario game uh, he went back to work after E3 and they'd made him a t-shirt saying uh, cheer up Ubisoft guy or it's okay Ubisoft guy or something because no. he became <laughs> he became a meme like because no. he loves Matt was it because he loved Mario or something? I can't remember what it was. I think it was because uh, it was uh, uh, Miyamoto. Yeah. Like, was on stage and, like, talking about the game. Um, and obviously this is the game that he's made um, with with Mario. And, like... Uh, uh, what's... Uh, I forgot his name then. <laughs> I just said it like two seconds ago. Uh, Miyamoto. Uh, yeah, yeah, Miyamoto's obviously, like, one of his, like... Uh, idols, idols is like a game designer so to have him like come out on stage and say that that he'd played it and he he was like enjoying it and whatnot so like that's uh, fucking cool like you, that's amazing your idol going like yeah you've made a cool game and, and to be fair that game actually looks quite decent it like, does a I'm, simple, I'm a simple like a simple version of XCOM like yeah fucking I'm in <laughs> yeah I thought I, at first I was like fuck rabbits but that's because I hate the rabbits property but like because it's been treated with Mario like it actually looks pretty funny and like like you said a simple version of XCOM to play like yes yes I'm, I'm in for that game and like now they've got that's building bridges with them and Ubisoft allowing Ubisoft to have their characters you know and treat Mar- especially Mario do you know what I mean he's a protected mm. fucking property do you know what I mean yeah. so and like that's the graphics and that look good for the game and stuff like that and uh, I mean the problem with, with that game before it was like shown off to actually what it was like it was leaked ages ago uh, and yeah. we just assumed that it would be a mini games because yes. it's the fucking Rabbids and Rabbids are like king of mini games because that's what most of their games are they're just daft mini games on whatever like Wiimote or Kinect or um, yeah. a Playstation camera and whatnot. Uh, but obviously it's not this one this one's actually like a genuine video game like with proper gameplay elements and stuff like that so that's kind of like really different from what we expected so uh, oh definitely Uh, Switch generated more positive E3 reactions than uh, Microsoft announcing the Xbox One X not surprising did you not see my thing the guy tweeted and it says Microsoft go and it's got 8 processors and blah 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 and Nintendo run in and go then you throw your hat on the dinosaur and you become the dinosaur (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I mean like it's understandable because like the Xbox One X 
it really was exactly what we expected it to be. <laughs> I mean, the name is not not even exciting or anything, uh, and everything that it does. We pretty much already knew it was already leaked, and it was even like the price it, point. You know, <laughs> even the price point was essentially what we expected, and the release date was like basically what we expected. Like, so there was no surprises with it at all. Um, yeah. the, the one surprise for me was that they didn't mention any VR during their like yeah. conference. They said all. it's VR. They did to say the X, Xbox One X is VR compatible. They never talked about whether that's Oculus or what. It's just that it's a, it would be able to run VR, but that's yeah. it. But I mean, like, I wanted to know more about, like, like, see if they'd come out and announced that you could just plug an Oculus Rift into it and it would work in VR straight away. Then yeah, but awesome. But nothing. And like on our on our E three coverage, we said Nintendo won anyway. You know, like oh yeah, for so. sure. Uh, the game announced that E uh, three by Sony, the Inpatient, is uh, apparently a prequel to Until Dawn, but it's VR yes, only. This one, which is one that I do need to play because I loved Until Dawn, and this one's like set sixty years before, explaining the Wendigos and scientific experiments and whatnot. So yes, uh, and I don't think we mentioned this last week. Um, a new South Park mobile game was announced called yeah. Phone Destroyer. And that did get announced at the Ubisoft E3 press conference, but I don't, I don't think we mentioned it as part of our no. our coverage last week because it was, it was a very kind of short announcement trailer. And, yeah. and to be honest, I, I don't care about that. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I know you'll get it because you like South Park and whatnot. Yeah, I'll get it. Obviously, I'm more excited for um, uh, Fractured Butthole, like three years after it was meant to come out. But yeah. Hmm. Um, there's a Spider-Man Homecoming VR experience yeah. coming out like this week I think it is or next week next week it looks quite cool but it's, it's an experience so it's going to be what, what they expect but that's why they should have called Batman Arkham an experience as well because apparently that game's finishable in like 20 minutes yeah I think you can you can finish it in like around half an hour for each mission there's like two different missions in it but uh, overall if you do all the stuff like the Riddler mission like side quests and stuff like that it's about three hours long Total for doing everything like 100%, that's, which is not that's, long. that's still an experience for a game, yeah. But I mean, it is cheap, like, like it's like 15 pounds, so it's not like it's not it's a full price game. So, this is true. I think the Spider Man one's either going to be cheaper than that or free, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would think it, it should probably be free just because, like, it's a tie in promo for a movie, effectively. So, it should be free. Uh, arms we've discovered can be played with uh, a single joystick. <laughs> it, it can. I'll talk about it later. Yeah, which I'll get to in a minute. Um, a keyboard is coming out for the Switch. <laughs> a keyboard. What yeah, but fuck? that's for the Japanese love chatting like you used to on your um, you can't game. Chat on it though. You, there's no message fucking system. No, but in yes, in game in the Dragon Quest game uh, online there is so. What? That's okay. It's coming out for the Dragon Quest because that will be big in Japan. The Japanese love keyboards, and I mean, mm. what's that game that you keep hoping that comes out that never comes out in the Vita? Fantasy Star ch- Online Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Japanese the most anticipated game for the last five years in a row. <laughs> it's it's not coming. It's out in Japan. I just need to move to Japan to play it. I learn Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, okay, so. Uh, the Hitman developer <laughs> IO Interactive. I can imagine that conversation with Ashley. Uh, we're, yeah. moving to, we're moving to Japan, dear. No, we're fucking not. Okay, and now he goes back up the stairs. <laughs> um, the, the Hitman developer IO Interactive is uh, now an independent studio. Yeah, they've been released from the shackles of Square Enix, and they still own Hitman. And they've yeah they've been given the Hitman uh, 
they've been given the Hitman like license basically. Which was a good uh, to... move from Square because if they could yeah. have easily kept it to be dicks. Yeah, they could have uh, to do with what they will. And another development to this news story today: the first episode of the Hitman like season. So like the the latest Hitman game that just that came out like tail end of well last year and the uh, full release this copy came out this year. The first episode of that is available for free now yeah. on PSN and I believe Xbox and PC as well. What's the download? Yeah, and I mean this is a this is a real good shout from the studio because like they'll they they've got full control over the IP now. So I, I would assume that Square will still get something off of that from publishing it, but. For them to go, well, look, like I think the whole the whole issue with this thing was that they created a game which was a very like actually a decent game mechanically and whatnot, and Square mm-hmm. like wanted them to do this thing where they released it episodically, which is probably not the best uh, no. idea for no. a Hitman game that doesn't have any story like per se, you know. So it was kind of a real, real weird one for them for them to do. Um, and I think that was that was more of a business decision than a, like a game development decision. So they've now got control over it, and they've decided that they they want to try and like make some money back off this game. So they've given everyone episode one for free, which is like kind of an intro mission effectively. Uh, but it, it does introduce you to all the mechanics, and obviously, if you like it, then you can then buy the other episodes and other seasons. Yeah, but I think it's not just intro. I think this is Paris. I think you're getting the whole first episode. Yeah, oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So it is like the fu- is the full episode one because like when I went and looked at it, it says like purchased under mine because yeah. I did buy the the first uh, episode. And and to be fair, like although I never finished it, it was still worth the money that I paid for it because I think I only paid like six seven pound for it, whatever it was. Um, yeah. And, and I still really enjoyed playing it, even though I was fucking terrible at it. I, <laughs> I must have had like three or four hours into this one like mission, and I never even saw the Paris bit. So, <laughs> I mean, it looks phenomenal. Like it's a really good looking game as well, and it plays well. I mean, I played through the first mission, completed it, and the amount of options you have in this one to like kill the folk. Like it depends on how like you can kill them like set so many different ways, and there's actually branching paths of how to kill them, and like bonus points for being inventive, like dropping chandeliers and stuff, like by going into the attic and things that you will never find in one playthrough so i got to the italy mission but i've i only season passed maybe at one point i'll go back and have a look at some of the other levels but yeah i just stopped playing it because because of the way they do see if they'd released this as one entire game i would have i'd have probably played more of it but because of waiting i was like i started playing the italian one and then by the time it was like oh here's another one here's another one here's another one i was like i've lost interest because it took three months to get the italy one out you know yeah um, Atari have uh, confirmed that they are working on a new video game console. Okay, I'm going to go and get some juice because I have no interest in this. Yeah, so really weirdly, um, Atari pretty much came out of the blue in an interview at E3 and said that they were uh, making a new Atari game console. So now, I don't believe that uh, this one is actually a uh, like a retro console. So it's not like a, a the Atari flashback or anything like that. This is a new console. Now, it'll it'll be interesting to see like what what this actually turns out to be. But apparently, it's based on a PC like architecture. So we'll have like probably x86 architecture. So so you'll be able to port things to it easy enough. Now, I'll be interested to see what they actually do with this if they if they do any kind of disc-based releases or anything like that, which I severely doubt, because how, how can you compete in this day and age with like PS4, Xbox One with that massive install base to 
like release your own console and put out all the physical media and all that sort of stuff. So this one, I would hope that it is more of like like indie games and stuff like that, and hopefully it would have like a bit of a cheaper price point because of that to get in. Um, now I don't know, like Atari does have some properties that are. Like, yeah, so ah, Atari sorry. does have some properties that are like their own properties and stuff like that, but they do release them on like all the other platforms. So I can't see there being any like real exclusives on this unless they make new the versions movie. of like their classic games and whatnot. Asteroids but, VR. <laughs> yeah, Asteroids VR. Yeah. No, I have no interest. Like they're saying, it's going to compete with PS4 and Xbox, and I just laughed. I went, "No, it's not. There's not even a third space in the market because the Switch has it." So, yeah, I mean, there is there is no way that Atari can come out like feasibly and and compete in a physical retail environment. Where where they could compete is if they go digital only, and if they make manage to make their games. See even see even they do make a new console right, and it's capable of running like Xbox One, PS4 level of games. So like those multi-platform games like your uh, Destiny Two and all that sort of shit. See if they yeah. can, if they've made made a console that's capable of having those, where they can sell it quite well actually is if they make it digital only. And make, the games, make the yeah make the games cheaper by going digital only, which is I think the the real on, the only real move that they can make to compete in this market. So say like your destiny on PS4, Xbox One is like fifty five pound digital. Right? Mm-hmm. If you can if you can get that out to market well, for like thirty pound, yeah, like twenty nine ninety nine in yeah, UK money. I agree, then, that should be their whole marketing yeah. thing. Like cheaper yep. on Atari should be the tagline. Yeah, hundred percent. And like you put the console out like a hundred quid, something like that. You might take a loss on it, but you've got no distribution cost for your games. You're getting all the all, uh, and so you're not having to like cut in the retailers and whatnot and the, the distribution sell it, sell chains. It with the Atari Classics built in. Yeah, have the Atari Classics built in. Have a really good controller and all that sort of shit with it. And yeah, like a hundred quid, like a hundred quid, and able to play all those games. Like that's a fucking good selling point. But um, they won't. They'll try and bring it out at like 200, 300 pounds and the games will be about the same price. I can guarantee that's what's going to happen. It'll be flop, Atari flops. It'll be like, remember when the Jaguar came out over here and it was too pricey and no one bought it? And another another reason they need they can't take a loss on it is because they've only just got to a stage where they can do this because the guy bought Atari when it was bankrupt and paid back all its stuff and he's only now a financial state where he can make them. He needs to sell at a profit from his console point of view, but Hmm. regarding the games yes the only way they can compete because there's no room for a third console like switch has that covered because and there's no way atari will beat nintendo's exclusives no No. console can really in my mind but i mean playstation and xbox have every area of the near pc gaming like covered there's no open part in the market apart from cheapness like have them priced like steam Yep, and like I mean, Atari can for sure do that. Like they, uh, if they can make the console cheap, and if they can make the the games like yeah, say comparative to like PC price, and so like a new release comes out and it's thirty quid, there's n- then that's that would compete for me. Like I would be I would be tempted to buy it if it was digital only, just to support the like that future I, market. Hey, hey, I I love the Atari brand. I love the logo. I never had an Atari, but I love it, and it's kind of get this sort of almost neo futuristic look about it. You know, like I'm sure was it uh, Blade Runner or something uses Atari in it or something, or, and I'm sure like there's been other like set in the, the neo sort of futures. Yeah, yeah used... like they've, they've they've licensed the name for uh, yeah for use in the new Blade Runner movie. 
Yeah, and no, but there's been other movies as well. I'm sure where like you see the like bright neon cities and there'll be an Atari logo and stuff like that. Mm, and yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I've got Atari T-shirts and stuff, but that is the only way. You're 100 percent right, and that's what I was thinking the other day as well. Maybe not the the digital only because I'm not sure in that, but they have to undercut the price of the games. That's where they can win. Like I don't think it will be 100 pounds. I think 200 pounds like is as cheap as they're going to be able to release it at. But for a console. To compete, if it's basically going to be the same, which it will, because it's not a Nintendo, it'll be the same style as Xbox and PS4. Then they have to, yeah, price them the same as Steam, and then you've got you've got people's interest there. Well, I mean, if you if you think about it though, like I think they could they could release it for like a hundred quid if they make it like small enough and and whatnot. And because I mean, if you look at the PS4, Xbox One, like the the slim versions of those are selling for like two hundred, and you can guarantee that like we know for a fact that they're making a profit on those at least say 20 30 pound a unit like at least so if if the if atari can just like bring that down just a wee bit and use like a bit of purchasing power and like smart uh, manufacture of like controllers and things like that then they could they could do it for 100 or 150 maybe and like undercut both of the both of those consoles as, as well as like way undercut the switch chuck your classics on it the other one that the other thing that i think they should 100 percent do and like these like three things is what makes a success Cheap, cheap entry price point for the console, uh, digital only, cheap games, and uh, and because I mean, we know that's why the games are dear on the the PSN store because they want because they have to release the games physically to get the consoles out there to make money. Whatever, that's fine. But Atari probably doesn't need to do that. Just fucking sell it through Amazon, and yep. you can sell you could sell game cards through Amazon or whatever as well. You, you could do it that way, and Amazon still would probably make much the same amount of money as they as they would do regardless. Um, the other thing that they should do, so the third thing that they can do to to really sell it and make it like a gamers console, free online forever. Yeah, free online servers. You don't need to pay anything for for your online. Free online, cheaper games, and cheap console. Yeah, that if they break any one of those rules, then no one's buying this. But if they can hit all three of those, then they can make a success out of it. Even if it's like a limited success, even if they sell like 10, 15 million units, like that, actually, that's pretty good over its like five year lifespan or whatever. Well, no, then it's still a failure because I mean, the Wii U even sold 21. Well, yeah, but I mean, like for a new console, like coming into this market, like in this day and age, for, for, for Atari, I would say that that would be a success. Yeah, I smell another Ouya. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is that. <laughs> um, the uh, UK sales chart came out for uh, for last week. Surprised me. Surprised yeah. me. At, at number two. <laughs> yeah. So no, number ten is Rocket League. Rocket League is is like is kind of becoming a bit of a platform like Minecraft, where uh, like a lot of kids are really into it, and it's like kicking about these charts all the time. Like your Rocket PSN, League, Xbox Min- charts, it's always Min- in there. Rocket League, Minecraft, and GTA are the biggest sellers. They're even bigger than FIFA right now. I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's more because like FIFA is just, like in its lull and, period just before the new one comes out. True. Like FIFA sold all the units that's going to ship at this point, and then you've got the new one coming out very yeah. soon. So like Rocket League and Minecraft and uh, like GTA, there aren't, aren't any new ones coming out, and these are games that are like updated all the time. So it is worthwhile buying them, even like buying them new and whatnot. So yeah. um, number nine, Injustice Two, still riding riding in the charts. Well, I mean, it's been out a few weeks now, and like Tekken's kind of supplanted it as like the new hotness for like it, it's uh, not fighting better. games. <laughs> it's it's probably better. not better, no. But like Injustice Two has a good story uh, worth worth playing through. And I don't have interest in the online. 
Uh, number eight, Overwatch, which is the other game that's like yeah, <laughs> it keeps on giving because the I mean it's been out for quite a while now and it's, it's only got one game mode. Protect the box. Protect the box yeah. is the only game you can play it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is a good game. Like Overwatch is a really good game, but yeah, it, it's really popular among like streamers and YouTubers and stuff like that. And that's why it's still it's up so here. boring. So boring. <laughs> yeah, number seven. Surprisingly for me, FIFA seventeen is still kicking about in there. Like, still, like, why are you still buying FIFA 17 fucking people? Like, what are you doing? Wait, it, like, FIFA 18 is out very soon. And also, just buy a fucking EA Access subscription and you get it for free. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You buy an EA Access subscription for the year that will last you until 18's out. Or you six... don't even need to buy a year. Buy a three month pass and then that's you till the new one's out. Like, yeah. oh my God. That costs you, what, a tenner? Yeah, like, if that, like, between a five seven, and a tenner, depending on if you shop around. Crazy. Sometimes you'll even get it for free with like with if you're buying yeah. a new console or whatever. So that's absolutely, nuts. I pay for uh, a year, twenty quid done. Yeah, it's well worth that. Uh, number six, uh, Tekken Seven, no which surprises. is slipping down the charts quite quickly. Like to be honest, for a, a game that only came out a couple of weeks ago, it is uh, just Tekken. Though. It is just more Tekken, yeah. And the VR mode in it is utter garbage. Uh, number five, uh, Wipeout, the the new collection. That's quite high. The remaster one, yeah. I mean, it's come out at a budget price point, and they're riding high on the waves of nostalgia and like with that PS One cover and stuff like that. So, and and like to be fair, like Wipeout's a good game. It's just not my not my type of game. Uh, number four, Dirt Four, like another fucking dirt rally game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's just rally. Ga- it's just rally. You, like you, you, can, you can play rally in Forza Horizon Three. Yeah, buy Forza Horizon Three instead of buying Dirt. I mean, come on, guys. Like it's a better game. Uh, number three, GTA Five, still riding high. And uh, number two, Arms. Arms, which is not exclusive game. It's only in one console, and it's number two in the charts. Like, yeah, the whole news story was it didn't quite get number one, but for a Nintendo game, that's there's not as many, not even half as many units as the PlayStation or Xbox, whereas all the rest of them, those are multi-platform. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, arms. I mean, if you, if you think about it, right? Say, say there's three million switches in the in the wild, right? Um, and in the in the UK, this is only a UK chart, bear in mind. Yeah. There's nowhere near a million units of yeah. of the switch in the UK N- not in close maybe maybe half a million I would I would yeah. guess that's yeah. I would guess that that's I mean so I don't know if they've actually announced like official figures but that would be my kind of ballpark guess um so for the fact that this has jumped up so high is really good I mean it is, a, it is like a bit of a lull week where there isn't like another big release so like anyone that's got a, and especially for a switch there only is like one one a month. release a month <laughs> so like a lot of people are like cuz most people get paid monthly if you're only buying like one new game month, that's pretty okay. Like you can probably afford to buy most of them. Uh, I, have, I haven't picked it up just yet because I was waiting to see Ali's opinion of it first. That we'll get to uh, very yeah. shortly. Uh, but yeah, uh, so well done to Arms for getting to number two. The only reason that it's not number one, right, is because Sony like did a really smart thing with their uh, with their E3 week where they they put like a bunch of games on sale, both physical and digital. Uh, yeah. And they discounted Horizon Zero Dawn to twenty nine ninety nine, which is a which is a great price for that game because it's a very good fucking game. Um, not not as good as Zelda though for <laughs> for a while, uh, but but it's a very good game, well worth playing, and it's twenty nine ninety nine across the board everywhere. So on PSN store and all the shops. So a lot of people have have jumped on that because they did also announce uh, like a new DLC coming out for it as well, which is kind of built the hype back up a wee bit. So that's why Horizon is number one, even though it's been out for three months. But fair play to Sony. I mean, it's a good marketing tactic, and it's clearly worked. So, yeah. Shame for Arms, though, because uh, without that, without that sale, Arms would one hundred percent be number one. Oh yeah, 
or easily. Um, so, uh, GameSpot has gotten to play FIFA 18 on the Switch, Ali. <laughs> right. Uh, we said our thing about what we reckon happened with FIFA. Uh, basically, 2K were on board day one. EA, like FIFA, I think it wasn't around day one. And then they realised the selling of the Switch. And they went, okay, get FIFA out. Uh, but we won't be able to pour all the modes over. Uh, that's fine. Just make sure um, that the Ultimate Team works so we can make some cash. People will buy it and we'll get the full one next year. Guarantee that's what happened because there's no way that it won't support it, be- the full version of it. Because NBA 2K, the one for this year, even the Shaq edition with the bonus trading cards and stuff, you get the same fucking bonus edition for that game by 2K. And uh, game uh, exclusive, uh, unfortunately, has got that one. So if there's a full 2K basketball game with story mode, with season mode, with online, with the lot there's no fucking way that fifa they could only squeeze that on it because i've seen a bigger version of fifa on the vita yeah i mean i mean it's a it's a weird one this like uh but i mean they did to be fair to them they did announce this before like that fifa was coming to the switch before the switch came out like if if you remember uh the switch like still, you know how they did still that? think still think it was no, rushed yeah, oh, definitely rushed, yeah, but, like, the Nintendo put out the announcement video and, like, they showed the Switch off, and that basically a trailer for the Switch, which everybody then went crazy about. I think that's the point when EA stood up and took notice and went, okay, this is going to be actually, like, it's going to sell well, people seem to be excited about yeah. it, like, we need to get on board with this, and it's at that point that, like, they started talking to Nintendo yeah, and because got, like, Switch available, got, like, Switch dev kits yeah, and whatnot and got started. It- EA, as far as I remember, was one of the first third-party companies to go fuck Nintendo and leave the Wii U. So they were obviously going to be apprehensive. Whereas, like, 2K, that basketball game was shown in the very first Switch. Remember when the mm. kids were playing in the yeah, park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that basketball game. So 2K were in day one. I think you're right. EA seen the initial hype and went, fuck it, we need to get FIFA on it. And that's why it was rushed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but, like, they, they did announce, to be fair, like, at the, the Switch sort of reveal event where they showed off, like, a lot of other stuff, like, they showed off, like, Splatoon 2 properly for the first time and all this. Uh, at that reveal event, like, the press conference that they did in Japan, it was incredibly awkward and terrible. Like, FIFA was there and they announced it as part of that. So, uh, that was that was now, like, what, six months ago that was announced? So Yeah, and it was... It, but, so, they've, they've had this in development for, I reckon, maybe seven months, not even a full year. And, obviously, yeah. port, port, putting it on a Switch for the first time, they're going to come across some challenges. So, this is why I think that it's not as good. I honestly don't yeah. care about FIFA, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't particularly care about it. Like, I'll buy it because it's come physical, but I can wait years to buy it because it will go down buttons eventually. Yeah. Provided they release more of them, if they only release one, it will stay like it's, it's priced for a while. But um, what they've what uh, Gamespot said about uh, about the game from playing it is that apparently when uh, it plays kind of like FIFA 15 and 16, which is a step back from like. 17 obviously and not not even close to 18 it doesn't use the frostbite engine and it doesn't it obviously doesn't have the journey mode in it either which is the like single player campaign stuff um don't know why i mean maybe they couldn't port the cutscenes or whatever but i mean they're just like pre-rendered cutscenes so i don't see why you can just stick a video file in of them but anyway uh but apparently it plays really terribly when you're using like one joycon which is kind of part a good big part of the appeal um for you to be able to sit and play that like off screen with one of your pals obviously you could use joycons uh, not joycons uh the pro controllers but then yeah. there's your extra cost involved in, in doing that and carting those around with you you only need one pro controller though if you've got a switch because you've got the joycon yeah the two yeah you could you do that yeah but i mean the the real like one of the biggest appeals for the switch is to be able to like pop those two controls off and just like play now, with anybody that just happens to be sitting well, next to you 
Now, that's why I don't understand, because NBA Playgrounds plays absolutely fine with just the Joy-Cons, because I've used it. So, for a sports game that only uses basically two or three buttons, like, why why does this play so badly? That's not Nintendo's fault, that's EA's fault. Yeah, well, I, I think that, I think that they, what they probably need to do with this is to take it back to, like, remember the, the Mega Drive uh, yeah. style gameplay and Mega Drive and SNES when they only had when they had a lot less buttons but you uh, can do that should... in the NHL you can still play yeah, exactly. with two buttons so yeah exactly that's, that's what I mean so they should have they should have just made like a separate control mode in the game that's just a simplified version and it has that but they've tried to like put everything into it but they're doing it with less buttons so which makes it uh, apparently like a lot more difficult to control so uh, be be interesting to see if they change that before release because they might they might change it up and they go okay well here's a here's actually like a control team that's going to work well and still enable you to play like well, mostly full featured versions of the game they've got the control scheme that's what i'm saying just call it fifa 94 control scheme like they yeah, do in the, yeah. ho- the hockey and or, I, or I still FIFA, play fifa 97 yeah control scheme but, is what they need to do i still play like uh, the nhl games every year with the old school controls because that's what we used to play them on in the mega drive and such like so i don't feel the need for any more buttons in a sports game like in football what tackle and kick what else do you fucking need <laughs> well there's like, sprint and charge shots, well obviously in hockey there's but... more things as well but you don't yeah. necessarily need them to play a coherent game of football yeah no for, for sure so like i think they should uh, they should definitely uh, go back to the drawing board a little bit with that one and try and figure it out so that it's a more simplified kind of retro style of, of gameplay when you're playing like that. Obviously, when you're playing with the Pro Controller, totally fine. Yeah. And if you're playing handheld mode, again, you've got all the buttons. You don't need any more. Uh, if, if, pl- if I was playing this game, the, uh, I would probably only play it in handheld mode because it would be quite cool to play like a football game in handheld mode, like an up-to-date one. Because like, the FIFA ones that are on the Vita, they're actually all right games, but there hasn't been one now for... Three years, basically, at this point. The last one came, that came out was FIFA 15. So you're talking three years since it last came out. And that's like across like uh, the 3DS as well, by the way, and the Vita. They obviously didn't see much engagement with with these handheld versions. So Yeah. And uh, final article, uh, Nintendo Switch has a new system update out today. Did, did you yeah, download it I've yet? It. Yeah, I'm on my Switch daily. I had it last night. I haven't downloaded it just yet, um, but uh, t- tell us tell us what it does. Okay, so basically, if you go into your friends list, you I'll can add back. people. You can add people from the um, Mimo- what's it called, Miyamoto? That app. Uh, you can add them from like your DS, 3DS, sorry, and your Wii U. Um, there's also I don't know what it does, but you can join news groups to follow. Like you can follow certain news about a game, so you get alerted. Say that like when the DLCs out for Zelda, for example, and um, you can ask to be notified and stuff. Um, apart from that, it didn't really do too much. Um, not that I've seen functionality-wise, like that's all it really does. But it's quite cool that they're tying their ecosystem. So, like your friends that, like, they're you can add them from the Wii U if you had a Wii U. Like I did a Wii U, but I think I only really did Andy and Fraser, maybe Jamalize and Fred. I mean, I've got a lot more folk in my Switch already. Like I've got uh, John Jacobson and Michelle, obviously, and uh, Fred Roja. Not Fred. No, I don't have Fred. I've got Chip. And I've got Andy, and I've got a few other people because I've got my Switch uh, code on my Twitter, and people have just been adding me just so I've got people if I want to ever jump on online for the Mario Kart and I'd say arms and stuff like that, then I've got them to play it with. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I didn't really notice much difference in the Switch functionality. Like they've not updated like the eShop or anything like that. Um, there's the, the oh, you can also this is a cool thing they added. 
So if you've lost your, um, say, Pro Controller or Joy-Con, you can ask the um, the system to make it rumble, to make it vibrate, so that if you've lost it, you can hear it. And you can also play using the Switch controller wired, which I'm sure I could do that anyway. Like, I'm not I'm not sure of what that update's about. Like, because I've definitely had it plugged in and you can play with it. I'm not sure. But that's one of the updates as well. Um, apart from that, system updates don't excite me. They really don't. Unless it's a whole new, like, um, uh, interface. Like, uh, when they did it with Xbox, like, then that's quite interesting. But there's nothing new like that. I mean, Switch has got it pretty spot on. It's kind of minimalist and it functions as it should. I really would like a new design for the eShop, though. Like, different categories. More like the 3DS eShop. But I suppose there's not that many titles on the Switch just yet. But they will come. They will come eventually, but... No, apart from that, there's not much. But anyway, I hear Andy I'm returning. Back. Yes. Now I was just saying, like, I'll, I'll break it down. Like, basically, the only cool thing about it, apart from adding friends from Wii U and 3DS, is that you can, if you've lost your Joy-Con or Pro Controller, you can ask the system to send out a message to vibrate it so you can hear where it is, which is quite cool if you've I lost it. I never used yeah, to see where, which uh, cushion it's behind, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah so there's Especially that. Especially the Joy-Cons, like, because they're so small. Yeah, but for the rest of it, there's not much of an update apart from adding the friends. You can you can request to join, like like say you want to know when the DLCs out for Zelda, you can be notified. You can follow updates on news for each game. Okay. Um, but I would like to see a redesign of the eShop. Like I don't think it's the best, but obviously that's because there's not that many games. You can see basically the entire digital game library in one screen at the moment. But mm. something more like the 3DS or Wii U setup, where they had different like sections or like PSN or Xbox, they're obviously going to do that down the line because they can't keep the current one which is very basic um but like i said like system updates don't interest me unless it changes the entire infrastructure and the look of the console like when you turn it on whereas this one i like the switches set up i hope they don't change it because the minimalist work minimalist look works i would like them to add folders at some point because i'm currently going off the screen uh, i have to go to all items to see all my games now but like i would like to see folders as such like but um no apart from that it doesn't do much the switch update Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, that's all the news. Okay, so we'll move on to what we've been playing. But I want to talk a wee bit first about what I bought this week, Andy. <laughs> now, this is technically, like, they get pulled off of eBay the day that I bought them, so I was worried I wouldn't get them. Mm. As you know, I've been talking about the Nintendo shortage of Amiibos, which has been since the Switch came out. That's not a joke. Like, especially yep. the Legend of Zelda ones. But in air, all Amiibos are in short supply, like especially brand new. So this guy was offering £15, £14.99 for all 18 Zelda Amiibos, but on cards, like the cards that you get for Animal Crossing. They work the same way as the Amiibo. You tap them, and I thought, cool. They arrived on Tuesday. Not only the very decent quality cards with like the picture of what the Amiibo is, it says for Switch, it's got Amiibo logo. On the back, it's got the Zelda Z with a sword and a nice wee design. The guy sent it to me, in a card wallet that's branded and actually has a stamp in the front that says The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and it's got slots for all 18 cards to keep them all nice for $14.99. So I was expecting like cheap, you know, like cardboard cards that would tap on. But no, these are plastic, properly made cards with the designs. Every single one of them works as should be. You just tap it to the console. For someone like me that collects a lot of stuff anyway, having Amiibos on top of Lego Dimensions... Yeah, there's not much space for them, plus the fact that I can't physically buy these in the shops. No, don't get me wrong, I'm sure Zelda uh, ones will be back out soon, but I mean, they've always been kind of short demand, especially certain ones like Shulk. Remember the crazy prices for him when yeah, Xenoblade yeah, yeah. So, 
for these, like, this is what Nintendo should be doing. Like, if you're going to run out of the plastic models, release the official cards. Because if this guy's making a profit off of sending me 18 cards, plastic, like, fucking good quality cards, and a leather, well, maybe not leather, but fake leather wallet with the <laughs> Zelda logo on it, if he can make a profit on eBay for fourteen ninety nine with free postage, then I'm quite sure Nintendo could make a profit on them. Yep. 100%. You know? So, I mean, yeah, they should definitely do cards for it as well as the, the figures. As well as the figures. Which is fair enough. Or, or, like, allow you to buy them as, like, fucking just a DLC code. Well, yeah, so that you can say activate Amiibo and just choose it because if they're not going to be available, like, I wasn't able to have a Pona in my game because it was hidden behind an Amiibo paywall until yep. I got these cards. So, like, that is bullshit. Like, I wasn't able to get Link's horse for fucking four months because I didn't have that Amiibo and it wasn't available. I went out the week that I got my Switch to buy, as you know, the Breath of the Wild Zelda figures and Game were the ones that had them. They'd sold out. Amazon had one left that I didn't want and it was like, not Amazon. Uh, well, Amazon sold out as well. Argos in the town. Nowhere. I couldn't pick up these and I still can't buy them. Um, on the second-hand market, obviously, the prices have doubled to £30. Um, so yeah, I, I love these cards. Like they fucking look official. They look like really cool, man. Like I've showed you them, haven't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Showed you four, and like the f- I did not expect that wallet. That was a nice touch, man. Hmm. So whoever sent this out, well fucking done, man. I do not understand how you're making money off of these cards because um, the other thing I did is I can now make my own amiibo, Andy. <laughs> oh. If you, I, I'm not going to tell you the full way to do it. There's Google, um, but obviously, like. If you get NFC 215 tags and you've got an Android phone, you can write to NFC tags. That's all I'm going to say. But yes, I managed to make one Amiibo. You can get 10, 10 st- tag stickers for £5. And it's not illegal to buy them, you know, so mm. technically they're backups for my Amiibos I obviously own, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but no, you, can't, you can't buy them, though. That's why I don't have an issue with, like, the... The copyright on it, and even even if you were to buy it on the second hand market, right for for the 30, 40, 40, 50 pound, whatever it is, Nintendo isn't making any money off you doing that either. So it doesn't no. make any difference to Nintendo it's, what you do. They're, they're out of sale on the Nintendo website as well. So just now, I have no way of giving Nintendo my money to get a Zelda amiibo. So I, I think you're fair enough. Yeah, and oh my god, like these cards, like see if I showing them to like people, they would they, you would not think they were fake or cheap cards. Do you know what I mean? The proper plastic in like top corner, it's got even like uh, Super Smash Bros. Ganondorf, and it's got like the background Smash picture of them, a picture of the actual amiibo, and down the bottom it says amiibo. It says for Switch, and like I said on the back, it's like a black playing card with a Zelda Z with a sword, and yeah, the wee wallet as well. So if this guy can make fifteen quid off of selling them for all eighteen of them and the wallet, like Nintendo could easily sell like individual cards or like even packs of cards similar and obviously obviously i don't think they'd be as cheap by nintendo because if they can because no one would buy their amiibos that's probably why they're doing it because but i mean like there's no option there's not there was no other option for me unless i wanted to buy second hand and like you said nintendo's still not getting any money so i have all the amiibos now um you can only use them one a day in zelda so I've been using them, and so far I've only got one of the exclusive items because obviously the the drops are random, and like mm, each yep. like you can get the Twilight Princess outfit, uh, you can get the Ocarina outfit, you can get Toon Link outfit, you can get like different swords and stuff. So far, the only drop that I've had like that is the uh, cap of Twilight, and it's Zelda's cap. But I want to get the full outfit. Mm. Um, so while I'm on that, like I'll just finish talk about Zelda because I played a lot of Zelda this week, <laughs> even though I've finished it. I'm now 80 hours or more because obviously it's not that um, accurate. Uh, done some more shrines. 
done the quest called the Three Giant Brothers. Had to beat three of the big fat Henox creatures to get their orange orbs around their neck to open the shrine. Really cool side quest, man. Um, got the fourth and final fairy unlock because there's four giant fairies. The fourth one cost 10,000 rupees, though, so it skint me. Oh, uh, so I'm over eight hours in. I've beaten Ganon. Not even half the shrine's done, and I've found on the menu screen those abilities that I haven't even used in the game. Like, so, you know, if you go into settings and it says ability control list, yeah. it tells you how to do things like shield surf. There's an ability I've not even used in the game. So, yeah. that's insane. Just currently, I'm now sitting at 58 shrines, 70 Korok, she- 70 Korok seeds, and I'm onto my third um, stamina wheel, uh, and I've got 14 hearts. So, I'm working my way through. Uh, I'm planning on doing more of the shrines. I think the DLC is out, is it next week, week after? Uh, 30th, so like 10 days time. 10 days time, so just over a week. Um, I'm looking forward to it because obviously there's the quest to upgrade your Master Sword. The Korok mask will be so handy because I don't know if I'll ever get all the Koroks. I think it would be a cool thing to do, but there is nine, 999 of them. Uh, and I'm sure yeah, there's... Yeah, I, I don't have any interest in doing that no. at all. Like The, the shrines, for sure, I'll, yeah. I'll keep doing those, but not the Koroks. Fuck but that. They're, they're adding more shrines and more stuff and these DLC updates as well, oh so there's going to be yeah, there's going to be more shrines and stuff. But like I said, I finally got a Pona, and yeah, so I've got in my stable a Pona and uh, the Zelda's horse and the giant horse. So that's the three main ones. Um, keep coming across this weird thing. It's like a blue light, and I go to it, and there's those bunnies that shit out the rupees when you fire at them. Mm. And in yeah. the middle, there's a giant one. I think I showed you. Yeah, well, you can land on them if you glide, and you can tap L to control them. Like, but obviously you have to sue them really fast, and if he bucks you off, he runs away. Uh, a bit like the giant horse, you have to keep tapping L, so it takes up a lot of your stamina. But I've heard that you can't take them to a stable, so I'm wondering. I would like that to be an update if I can get the mystical beast in my stable, because apparently there's a skeleton horse somewhere as well that I've never seen. Mm. So um, yeah, that was Zelda. Um, <laughs> played some Lego Dimensions I finished the Ghostbusters level, the main story the Midway level which was pretty cool which was like your top down games like your mazes and stuff like that and the Scooby-Doo level uh, don't think I've got too long left, I'm going to like the final destination it was saying or whatever um, I really hope that next year and they have talked about it, they go back to the Gandalf Batman and Wildfire, you know the main story they've talked about that they're going to do they're going to finish that story up and mm-hmm. add more to it next year but really enjoying lego dimensions still um just want to finish the main story uh i will run through plus points really quick because i know you talked about them last week so i played all the plus points games um this is ps plus games the one spike million uh, it's like uh oh, yeah. don't get caught uh in the line of sight game shite is what my notes say. That's all I'm going to say about it as well. Neon Chrome. Yeah, I played. I played that as well. Um, that game was shite. crap. Yeah. crap. So Neon Chrome is a shite-looking, shite-playing hotline Miami wannabe. Do you know, like Neon Chrome? I, I actually did like it, but I, I think that's the one that's uh, it's like procedural. Um, yes. And <laughs> yes, and and like if you die, it resets you to the beginning essentially, which I'm not a fan of that in roguelikes. No, Hotline Miami does it better, and I've got that. Killing Floor 2, yeah. I played that. Shite Horde Mode First Person Crap. Now, now I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on this one, because I actually mm. had quite a lot of fun playing this game. Me, me and Fraser played it for a few hours one night uh, last week. Um, and I, and like playing it like a Horde Mode type thing, it's relatively basic-ish, but it was fun enough to play it. Like The mechanics are okay. It's- 
other games that do it better. So there's no I mean, need I mean, for it's, it's very clearly like an indie game. It's not like it doesn't have like AAA production value or anything like that. Um, but I mean, the the gameplay is actually all right and it's kind of fun. Like, so okay. I'd say it was like it's an average game rather than a shite game. But obviously, the best game this month was Life is Strange, which I did not get back to. But Life is Strange beats all of them to death. Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, Life is Strange is fucking amazing. Like yeah. oh. it was my game, my game of the year, two thousand and fifteen. It was. Uh, they, they've announced the prequel to it before the storm, and uh, it's up for pre-order now on the the PSN store. Uh, and I've pre I've pre-ordered it already. You pre-ordered the one with the bonus edition. Yeah, we talked about it last week, dude. Yeah. Um, I so, don't care. Uh, I'm gonna keep talking about it until it <laughs> fucking comes out because I've paid for that shit. And I want to play it fucking now. <laughs> so the last game I played was Arms. Um, okay. I was really, I was really annoyed. I waited. I was in work at eleven that day, and I was really hoping it'd come before. And I got a notification at twelve saying that's it arrived. So, mm. um, okay, arms. You've played it basically. For the people that haven't played it, what you do is you take your joy coins off, you hold them uh, so that they're kind of on their side, and you punch away. Uh, the best and lamest way to describe it is Splatoon two looks meets Wii boxing. Okay, and that's okay. boiling it down to its basics. What it is, however. Playing this game, like I remember playing the Wii and using the Wii Mote and mm. playing the bowling and playing all these things and thinking, wow, this is really accurate. And I never did an issue with it. See, playing mm. arms, you realize how much the technology has came on. You are swinging punches, and if you curve your arm, it recognizes that and throws a curved punch. Mm. Um, not once in the game did I ever feel that I missed because the motion controls fucked up. Like, if I missed a punch, it was because I mistimed it or I aimed it wrong. You know, it was never the game's fault. So fucking kudos to them for that. This game is fucking incredible. It really works. It's simple to play. Like, literally, the instruction is imprinted. See the switch? Uh, when you open the switch box, the manual's there. So it's left is left punch, right is right punch. If you click L down, you you jerk forwards or you, you dash set, dash left or right, do you know what I mean? Depending on what way you aim the controllers, the way you move is you tilt both left, tilt both right, tilt both forward, tilt both back. That's your movement. R's jump. That's it. You hold down a button, you can charge up a punch, you punch both together, you do a grab move, you cross your arms and you block. Okay? Sounds simple, but fuck me, it's hard to master. Honestly, like, at first on easy mode, the way it's broken down is they've got like their online modes, their challenge modes, their party modes. I'll get into that in a minute. And I'll talk about single player first. So it's kind of like a Mario Kart style setup where, you know, in Mario Kart, you get 50cc, 100cc, 120, whatever it is, 200, 250 in mirror mode. So like you get your easy, medium, slightly more medium, hard and very hard sort of thing. So this one goes like one to seven, I think it is. It starts at easy and you work your way up to hard. You get a wee crown for every time you finished, a bit like getting your three golden shells. So it's very much designed like that. So you fight 10 fights up to the last boss and I'm going to guess that you can unlock him because he's not available in the roster just now but I'm either guessing you have to complete it with all the characters or you have to finish it I don't know how to unlock him I'm not going to google it because it's Nintendo they won't hopefully sell it to me as DLC um, so basically you would think that would get boring but the arenas are different um, okay say there's an open arena and it's just you've got bouncy pads at the side you can jump off them you can throw punches in the air um, the next one might be two spinning discs in the middle of a like cavern so you have to stay on your discs or you can knock the other guy off and then like every few matches you'll get like 
there's different modes this comes into the party mode which i've not tried yet but basically it's like it's slam dunk mode so you have to do the grab move which i said is throwing both punches at the same time and you grab but this time in this you slam dunk your opponent so the most hoops oh. win so it's basketball <laughs> so you have to try and dodge and grab and then the next one that came up during my i only played through grand prix one so far and i'll tell you why after i've talked about this but um there was like a target punch mode. So you're facing your opponent at the other end of a room and targets come up in between you and it's who can break the most targets wins. But you can also punch your opponent as you're doing this to try and stop him from getting points and he can do the same to you. Um, also during the mode, there's like a level it was outside, like a sort of cinema, there's cars and you have to jump over the cars and stuff. And like uh, there's like giant explosive bombs that get dropped down by robots that you can punch towards your opponent that explode. One of them set in the foot- footsteps uh, on the outside a monastery. So like one of you starts at the top another at the bottom and then you switch after the second round um lots of different characters to choose from i've only tried one the spring the spring spring man can't remember his name i think it's spring spring man he's the main sort of character guy that you see that's not the girl um not really much of a story as in backstory like some fighting games try and get it's just a tournament like you've got a cool wee guy like the announcer guy um there's lots of different uh colors of fighters to choose from you can customize your arm setup but i've not really played about with that too much like i've kept the boxing gloves mostly but then you'll come across a guy that you're fighting and he'll have like a rocket arm you know so he can fire rockets with one and just punch with other so you can customize your characters that way like you can change i stick to the boxing gloves i really just like punching i really love it um there's like a policeman character that's a robocop basically who's got like a wee robot dog that will throw punches at you as well that's annoying as shit because you've got two of them to dodge but you can punch the dog as well um so like you get in-game currency obviously you don't pay to get this and that will allow you access to the shop to buy more stuff you know like to buy like new new arms or new hairstyles and whatnot and blah blah all the customization crap uh when you play it in two-player mode uh it goes into a 2v2 mode and it ties the two players together with like an elastic band, kind of like um, Knuckles uh, Chaotix. So you have to stay together and work together, you know what I mean, to defeat the other yeah. two. So that's that's quite a fun and novel take instead of just having it uh, like normal. You can get 3v3, I'm sure it goes to 4v4, which I can imagine is insanity if four people are tied together. Um, many different arenas, some of them have got different levels, like you can get up in platforms and like almost like Splatoon style ramps and stuff that you can go up, you know. Um basically the only way to play it is with four joy cons sadly right and i'll tell you the reason why i've tried this with all control schemes i tried it with a single joy con tried it with the pro controller and i tried it with the glove the the two joy cons this is designed to be played with the joy cons if you take that away it takes away the heart and soul and charm of this game i felt pushing a button to connect with your opponent doesn't give you the accuracy and it doesn't feel as fun as actually throwing the punch yourself there's no way to fucking sugarcoat this if you've got this and you're planning on have it two player like say you and Bethany you're not going to have fun with just a Joy-Con each or a Pro Controller and a Joy-Con it's going to have to be turned about sadly but there's going to be some this is the first of many games that this is going to be true for especially games that are the main gimmick is motion control and for this game yeah. it's not a gimmick because I'm a fighting game fan and pushing the buttons while it worked it, it felt almost like I was cheating or like it didn't feel as good, you know, that way. So I think a lot yeah. of the top online players are going to turn out that they've got fight sticks or pro controllers, which is fine. But just because how fast you can actually tap buttons rather than punch with your own arm, you know, like when you get a special move built up and you activate it, which is like rapid punching, if you're tapping a button, you can throw much more punches than just throwing your arms. You know what I mean? So 
it's it's just not as fun. That's what it boils down to. This game needs two Joy-Cons in each player's hand to be any fun. So if you were coming down here to play it for the night and it was like me, you, Ashley and Tasha, then I've got two. I would tell you to bring two Joy-Cons as well and then one of us would have to sit and wait because there's no way that this is fun. I tried it on the single Joy-Con. Yes, it works. So no one can say it doesn't work. It's just, like I said, pushing a button doesn't feel the same as throwing the punch because the motion controls are that accurate in this game and it actually feels like you're connecting with the HD rumble and whatnot and when you curve your arm it throws a hook and yes, the only way to play it is so that's sadly how it is I did play it split screen off TV and it, it's not bad like it's 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 okay to play as you're tied to your opponent like I said um, I gave Tasha a shot like, and she, she quite enjoyed it she, liked, obviously, she didn't like pushing the buttons either so that sold it to me that this is the only way to play it. She enjoyed like punching. She thought it was cool. I would love to see them do a real boxing game like this. Like this opens up the avenues for like fight night to come back. We boxing too. I would happily sign up for if it was like uh, say you could use your uh, your me's. Like I could go as me and you could go as you. Like maybe not arm style with like, like the long extending arms because I should clarify to people that don't know the arms are like robot arms that are attached to the people on giant springs. A, a normal boxing game like we boxing, which worked fine as you know with an unchuck in the the remote. Yeah. Playing this like my me against your me, I would I'd, I'd buy that all over again. Call it we boxing two and get it out now, Nintendo, please. However, arms. To sum up, um, you can't... One last thing. This is one thing that every fighting game I've ever played. Like, if I quit Injustice and I'm in the middle of a fight, I have to go back to the cutscene to start that fight again. Same with Tekken, same with anything, right? Yes, you can save mid-story mode, whereas years ago you couldn't. You had to restart the whole thing, but that's when that was before you had to pay the, for the fighters. Do you know what I mean? So... In this, say if I'm in round two of a fight, because it's best of two in the Grand Prix, if I'm like, shit, I need to go and get dinner, which happened to me, I had to like quit and go down the stairs. Okay, I could have took it with me, but I'd usually turn it off, get my dinner, watch a few programs, come back up. When I came back upstairs and started up arms again, um, it was on round two of the fight at the start of round two. So that's awesome. That's sure. really good to me. Um, my sum- summary of it is it is definitely a keeper. Along the lines of Mario Kart, like it's a, I'm going to chip away at this game. Like Mario Kart, I might not play it every day, but I'll throw on Mario Kart just to try and win a few more cups. You know, or like, okay, I'll play through that to get my like um, shell cup. I'll get the four tracks done, and that's that out of the road. I might throw this on and go, okay, I haven't done it with the the mummy character. I'm going to run through the easy Grand Prix with him to get my first crown for him. You know that that sort of way. So I like that setup where it's a game. This is a game that's going to stay with me till I sell my Switch. That's how good it is. Yeah, I was surprised myself. I didn't think I would like it as much as I did, but yes, it's up there on, you know, everybody's Nintendo shelf when they trade in a Nintendo if they haven't kept everything. It's always got Mario Kart. It's always got, like, your Mario, your Zelda. Like, this is another one that's going to be kept to the end of my Switch. Like, it's it's going to be one that I go back to and go back to. And if they update this and add DLC, I'm there for it because I love this game. Uh, they've already talked about adding more arenas and stuff to it, which I think there's enough arenas already. Like, there's not an overabundance. Do, there's not, like, too many. Do you not think that this is going to be one that they'll like they'll add free dlc to rather than yes stuff. yes of, yeah. oh yeah definitely yeah it will be free dlc it's one of those they're just because it's the first one of it it's a brand new property but yeah. again nintendo knock it out the parks when it's their own thing and it's a new thing everyone was worried about splatoon like oh splatoon how's yeah. it going to do splatoon's phenomenal like it's really good mm, yeah. uh, splatoon 2 is one of my most, my most anticipated games of this year because i never really got to play splatoon 1 much but arms as well they've just added another notch to their nintendo exclusives and i am Thanks. there for arms for the rest of my nintendo career I recommend it to everybody, and the only time I stop playing it, and this is no joke, this is how like Zelda's going to be hard to talk for my game of the year this year. Halfway through my Grand Prix as well, 
I was like, fuck, I know how to do that shrine. And I had to quit arms, put on Zelda. This is as much Zelda's in my mind. Like like I said, I finished it about, what, 40 hours or something? Something around that. I've now got eight hours gameplay. So I've played it another 40 hours on top of when I finished it. And I'm in the middle of playing a brand new game on launch day. And I pause it, not because I didn't like arms, but because Zelda is constantly on my mind. I was like, right, I need to come out of this because, right. And I figured out the solution to the shrine. I went, okay, so while I'm here, I want to get myself set up for when I switch it back on. So I'll go up here, I'll go to the tower and I'll glide down. And then, oh, shiny, hold on. And I had to make myself stop playing Zelda to go back to arms. I am not joking you. That's so how much Zelda's in my head. So Zelda's going to be very, very tough to beat. The only one I could see it probably knocking it down is Mario Odyssey. But mm-hmm. even with that, Zelda's just... I, I've i always been a Zelda fan, right? I'd say it's one of my favourite franchises, but there's franchises I prefer over it. But after this Zelda, this is this is this is the whole different ballgame, this Zelda. Like games like fucking God of War are quoting that they're taking inspiration from Zelda, which is unheard of, man. Do you know what I mean? Like because of Breath of the Wild and how revolutionary it was and like fucking fun to fucking play, man. Like oh honestly. But yeah, pick up arms, you love it. Unfortunately I can't recommend it if you're planning on playing it with Joy-Con, one Joy-Con mm. each. Yeah. I cannot recommend it on Pro Controller either. Right. Plays fine, but it's not what the game's intended for, you know? Yeah. So Okay. Okay. That's all. Okay. That's all that's all I've played this week really. Um so I plan on playing more Zelda, honestly. <laughs> Jesus, more Zelda for next week. Um, obviously, I'm going to f- try a few more uh, characters out in Arms because there's like ten, maybe twelve, maybe more characters. There's so th- I tried the policeman because he had the wee dog. I didn't like him as much because his movements are different. But that's one cool thing. All the characters feel different so far. I tried the mummy one as well, but yeah. Anyway, give it a go. I'm sure, sure, sure everybody will like this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely planning to pick it up. I'm not sure if I'll pick it up this week or or hang fire a little bit. Oh, depends what depends if, uh, if if Bethany wants to get it because she she did say that she was interested in getting it. So yeah, depends cool. how how interested she is, uh, or if she'd rather have Minecraft. <laughs> oh, every kid would rather have Minecraft, but for the likes of me, kid free and like. Uh, this is a new Nintendo property. Yeah, I'm all over it. Like, Nintendo have won me this year. Never mind E3. Nintendo have won me. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo wins Ellie. 2017. Yeah. For yep. all time. Um, okay, so I, I did play a few things. Um, I, I played some more Zelda. Just mm. doing a couple of shrines. Uh, exploring about the world. I bought the stealth outfit. Because I okay. thought that would enable me to get into the Gerudo place. But it didn't. No, it's not that. It's the women's outfit you need. Yeah, I know, but I thought it I thought it was one of the same, but it wasn't. And I don't know where the women's outfit is, or if I've even been to the town where it is yet. So I'm sad. Saddened by that. But I do have a cool stealth outfit now rather than the the Hylian one that I had you, before. You you will you will need the stealth outfit for when you go to the ninja's hideout for the camel. Um yeah. you will need that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean like I, I wanna have all the outfits anyway. Can you actually own all the outfits at the same yes. time? Is that possible? Yeah, cool. Yes, That's even cool. though they may because I worried about that because the menu screen doesn't look big enough. It, it doesn't just look like you can, yeah. It just expands it for the outfits. It's not like you can get two swords and it says you're full. That's one thing that bugs my tits. You you've no space in your inventory and then you have to go through and I don't want to drop my lightning sword, but it's my weakest sword. And yeah, I had to do that earlier. So I get rid of farewell lightning sword. <laughs> the reason the only reason that, that bugs me a little bit is because like the weapons do break quite easily. 
apart from the massive sword that never breaks. You know, I've got one just now that I've had for like I would say quite a while, like maybe a couple of hours at this point. So it means that I've, I've probably not fought very many things within like the lifespan of the sword. Uh, but it, I can't remember what it is. But it, I, I got it in like a hidden chest somewhere, uh, and it seems to be lasting like a lot longer than the other swords. Yeah, you get different durability ones. You get ones that mm. put your attack up. You get ones that have got a diamond on it, which means they're stronger and they will last mm. longer. But once you get the master sword, you're always going to have a sword because it doesn't yeah. break. You know, it it does it does bug me though that it doesn't give you any indication like that the sword is running out. Like, apart yeah, from no health like, oh, the sword. this is this is about to break, and then it, like two hits later, it's broken. Yeah, it should have a health bar for the sword. I agree. Yeah, or, or they should just not have done that. Like. <laughs> Like, oh, here are all these cool weapons. You can use them for five seconds each. Like, oh, fucking thanks. Well, there are weapons you get later on, like in the Zora Kingdom, you get a spear that you can get repaired. Like, if you break the Zora, the spear of the Zoras they give you once you've done the Divine Beast there, you can go back to the guy, and I think you need to give him diamonds, but he'll build you a new one. Okay. Cool. So like, I think, like, like the legendary I mean, if, if Yeah, I mean, I think they should have allowed you to like, carry more weapons, and, like, I don't mind them breaking. And like been, and having to repair them, that's fine. And like using whatever resource to repair yeah, them. Yeah, but if I can but, carry twenty outfits on me, including fucking disguise masks, then how the hell yeah. can I only carry four <laughs> swords? Yeah, I mean, like the amount of plus you can carry, like pretty much unlimited, like food. Uh, yeah, food. So, and, and I mean, if you look at, if you actually look at Link, there's no way he's fucking <laughs> carrying all this stuff. Like, no. let's be real here. So, if he's got like an, if he's got a Tardis bag. Then surely you can carry fucking swords. And yeah, but as well. I do get it in a way as well because it's to make it more survival age. You know what I mean? It would be far too easy if you could just carry infinite swords, like because especially See, I don't think, the, it, I don't think it would be because like it, it if you're fighting, especially if you're fighting at the end of the like, game. Yeah, but I mean, if you're fighting against like slightly more difficult enemies, say, um, it's not going to make that much difference if you've got like a hundred like a uh, hundred shitty swords that do a tiny bit of damage to yeah, the guy. True, the guy's, gonna, makes the guy's probably going to kill you. If you've got unlimited swords, then you've got unlimited swords. You know, it's not like you level up Link. It's, well, you level up his hearts, but I mean, I like that survival element, especially at the start of the game where you were just basically using a stick for a while, do you know what I mean? And like, once you get used to it, you realise what weapons to pick up. Like, I never pick up the fucking arms that break off the skeletons anymore, but mm. like at the start of the game, it's kind of like scraping by with what you can. Mm. I've... I, I have no issues with it, but it does annoy me sometimes. Like, I'm just used to Skyrim where you can just pick up everything, and as long as you've, you're not over encumbered, you can have as much stuff as you want, and then you can dump stuff into your follower, and then all of that stuff has some value. If, uh, here's, here's, if you want to sell it or whatever, you're not here's how I see it. the solution. The solution should be there should be like in the Shrine of Resurrection or something a chest where you can go and put favorite weapons. Like, if you pick up a really yeah. good weapon, but you're in a low level area and you don't want to use it. Chuck it in the chest for later. I think you should 100% be able yeah. to do that, or have like a fucking fairy come and bring you like weapons. Yeah, something. Yeah, that 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 would be cool if they added it. You know, because there's some weapons that I would keep because I got to a point even at this stage in the game where I was one sword left because I was in a massive fight in the middle of the field and. I only had a guardian sword right now you want to use the guardian swords for you know the test of strength because they're better yeah, against yeah. the guardians and i had yep. no option but to use it and it broke so i'm like mm-hmm. fuck yeah and even if it didn't break like you've used a lot of the durability of it in fighting yeah. whatever this thing was so yeah but yeah, yeah. but i mean zero is fucking great like uh, we can't see it more than enough. enough but like that is the only real like issue that i have with is like the the weapon inventory the the weapon and shields the other things are all fine yeah but the uh that weapon inventory kind of annoys me. 
with them breaking all the time. Anyway, the other things that I played this week, um, I did go back and play um, a bit more of Emily's Away 2 for the second time to try and get like the other, because I think there's like two real main endings. Um, and after I'd, uh, I think I, I jumped back and played a little bit of it like for after I finished it last week. And this is the game where it's like a game conversation and it's kind of plays like a sort of visual novel type thing where there's a lot of reading and typing and stuff like that. But like I, I really enjoyed it as like a kind of like MSN Messenger simulator where you're playing like a high school kid and it takes you right back like so so like so many memories back to that time. Um, I do I, I I like I thoroughly recommend this game and if you want a, like a taste of it, there is like uh, the first one is free on Steam. Uh, it's just called Emily is Away. Um, and it's it's maybe like about half an hour to like forty minutes long uh, to play through. Uh, and I'll give you an idea of like what the game is. I don't think this is a game for for you, Ali, but like people that are into like you know weird different PC games with uh, with a lot of text, uh, then you, then you probably like it. Um, but like the second one is like even better than like way better than the first one. Um, and I did watch as well, like kind of funny, did a like a full playthrough of it, where there's like two of them going through and playing the game whilst they're drinking, and it is by far the best let's play that I have ever seen. It was fucking amazing. Uh, and like watching like how they came to their decisions about like what option that they would choose was hilarious. And just like all the ex- all the extra shit they added to it was amazing. Uh, and I-, I would love to do like a let's play like this. If if we did something like this, it would be so good. Yeah. But probably not for this game because you would be like, Andy, what the fuck is this? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but like for 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 like other for other games. But yeah, like by far the best let's play I have ever seen. I'll, I'll put a link to it in the uh, in the chat. But it's just like so funny and uh, and genuine and just hilarious watching these guys like get wrecked and uh, and play this game. Uh, so the only other things that I played was uh, I played okay. I played uh, Assassin's Creed Two. On yeah, you were saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I picked this up in the sale this week. It was uh, down to like £15 okay. or £15.99, something like that. Um, and I, I picked up for that, and now it's, it's obviously the Ezio collection. So it's got Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and uh, Revelations. Yeah, that was a good price for it because trading for a voucher at local stores is £16. Yeah, so you could you could if you've got a physical copy, just trade it in and buy the the digital version. But Which um, I'm tempted to do. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it, well, it's on sale till tomorrow if you if you still want to buy it. Yeah. Chances are, if you're hearing this on the recording, uh, it won't be on sale. <laughs> it won't be sale. No. <laughs> but um, but yeah, really, or it might be like back on sale. I don't know. <laughs> it depends when you're listening to this. Uh, yeah. But yeah, really, really like I mean, these are great games. Like back in the day when they were made on PS3, they they haven't aged that well and most of the control is is still all right enough i think they've uh they've really improved the combat since like assassin's creed 2 i don't think the combat's anyone near as good no the whole block mechanic and shit like that is fucking annoying this game like going back to it from having played the more recent black ones. flag and stuff yeah yeah so like i don't like the the combat anyone near as much so there's no way that i'm I don't think there's any way that I'm gonna like platinum the game, but I'll probably play through the whole game again just for for a bit of fun. I, I played maybe a couple hours of it, and it's decent enough. Like I, I want, I, I'm more one to play Revelations because uh, like I, I platinum Assassin's Creed Two before, so I've I've played the entire entirety of that game all the way through and like done all the side shit. So 
I've done that game. Uh, I'll I'll play through the storyline again just to refresh me a little bit. And I I want to play through Brotherhood as well. But again, I've done I did most of the side stuff when uh, when it was out on PS3. Uh, Revelations is the one that I really want to jump into because I essentially just ran through the main quest and that one didn't do any of the side stuff whatsoever. Uh, just because I was like wanting to get to the end of the story and then never went back to doing any side stuff. So I'll, I want to definitely play a bit more Revelations, but I kind of want to run through 2 and Brotherhood's story first. Which if I... And I don't... This is why I wanted to buy it digital, because I don't want to particularly be in a rush to do this. <laughs> yeah. Because I know, I know I'm going to buy Assassin's Creed Origins when it comes out, and I don't think I can possibly play 4... Assassin's Creed games in one year. <laughs> like, there's just no way. I think I, I can play through two and then, like, leave uh, Brotherhood and Revelations till next year. And obviously, I've got them digital, so they're installed and uh, I'll go back to them whenever and then play uh, Origins when it comes out. But I'm not, again, I'm not in a rush to get through two either because, like I say, I've played it already. I can take my Don't time get me wrong. That, that whole package is a nice wee collection because the SEO yeah. games story wise were great and obviously, like, it's got Embers and it's got the yep. other thing as well. So I yeah, like that. Some, some other thing that takes place like before Assassin's Creed Two that I haven't actually seen before. So I think it's just a lineage. Weird, yeah, lineage. I think I, I haven't seen that before. I think it's, it's a bit dad. Yeah, so I, I'll I'll happily watch that and, and see what it's like. But uh, I think there's a trophy like, for doing so. So yeah. But yeah, so like oh, I'll definitely do it. But for, <laughs> uh, for graphically wise, like Ezio looks fine, um, and even like his like facial animations and stuff that are actually not bad um they've they've clearly updated them and done like a reasonable amount of work on it doesn't look like a native ps4 game like doesn't look as good as even like black flag does doesn't look as good as that like in terms of the even the main character but like all the side characters are all shit (laughs) like the facial animations on them are horrible and they just look really weird um like desmond is like just about passable like same as Ezio but like all of the other ones are just like not nice at all especially Lucy I'm like oh my god she looks fucking terrible but but yeah like uh, it, it was cool to be able to play third person in the current day world as well again as Desmond yeah, like, oh Desmond oh Desmond I love you <laughs> Dude, Desmond. but yeah, but yeah um, so I played that and did I play anything else uh yeah, I'm, did I tell you by the way that I'm not getting Assassin's Creed Origins now just purely because of the release date of Mario? <laughs> yeah, I'm, like I'm going to take that week off and buy both of the games. I, <laughs> you I'm, said no, I didn't, I didn't, I, I'm definitely doing that, and I think Wolfens, the new Wolfenstein comes out the same day as well. So, I, and like having played a bit more in New Order now as well, uh, it's it's a really good game. I'm just I'm not very good at it, but I want I want to run through it because it does have like good gameplay and quite a cool story. And like the new one looks like it's got a really good story. It looks like. Homefront, but with Nazis instead of like the Japanese thing, but like obviously it's made by like uh, Ed, so the gameplay and stuff like that will actually be good as opposed to Homefront's garbageness. Yes, which is terrible when everybody fell for the nonsense twice. Like even people I was saying, this yeah. is not going to be good. Oh, it looks great. It's not going to be good. Yeah, I mean the premise and everything is fucking amazing, and like that kind of premise looks like what's happening in Wolfenstein: The New Colossus. So. Uh, that really interests me, and that's why I want to play through the new order. And I picked it up for like three quid, so uh, I, I'm not in a rush for that. But I do want to complete it by October so I can jump into the new game. Nice. But but yeah, I didn't play anything else, and I think that's out of time. That's out of time. Oh, do you know what I love? Like just one last thing about Zelda again. Uh, 
now that obviously I didn't have I didn't get Twilight Princess in the Wii U, but obviously this came with the Wolf Link Amiibo card, so you have mm. Wolf Link running next to me. Nice. So good because you know sometimes you'll be chasing an animal wanting to get raw meat or something, and you'll miss it. Mm. Yeah. Wolf Link catches him, kills him. <laughs> okay. But he, he, he even he even chases horses and stuff and like foxes. He killed a fox and I'm like, mate, we don't kill foxes. We not in my game. I just ignore the foxes. I only I only usually go for the wolves or like sometimes a boar. But like, see the foxes, I just leave them be. Same with the birds. But Wolf Link does yeah. not listen. <laughs> it's, he's quite a cool amiibo actually if you have him because you can scan him like several times a day. Whereas the other ones, it's once a day to get the goodies. Wolf amiibo, you scan him when you want him. And because obviously, I know this this is technically cheating, but the file that I had for the file that's on this card is the twenty heart version of Wolf Link. So he's got twenty hearts, and the only way to get that version in the game normally is to finish the Twilight princess hd remake special dungeon two or three times right. okay oh, what on the wii on the on the wii u oh, well okay. you scan it to the amiibo right mm. and once once you scan that amiibo to your switch and it reads that you've had that save file it gives you a 20 heart wolf okay <laughs> so yeah but well you get the wolf standard anyway but it's not got as many hearts to up the hearts of the wolf you have to go and play twilight princess but obviously i don't have a wii u and i've never played twilight princess on it so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's us out of time. Tune in next week for even more Zelda, the show. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for Game History 101. Uh, we'll be talking of games of past and then the B team later on. We'll be back next week, possibly with Ross, maybe not. Who knows? And maybe with a surprise special guest. A surprise special guest who's never been on the show in the five year history. Who could it be? Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. Good night. <laughs>